Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Dabblin and Dribblin. Before we begin, we just want to make sure that you check us out on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and obviously make sure you check us out on wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, I think that's all of those things. Make sure you check us out, rate us, comment. We'd love to hear what you think. So I think that's about it, right bud? Anything else? I think you got it. All right. Let's get on to the show. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabblin' and Dribblin' with Alex and Bri. Hey. How are you, buddy? I am feeling really good. Yeah? That's it? Just, why are you looking at me like that? I I just, I just, (laughs) it's been a... Good. It's one of those times where you've had a long week, mm-hmm. and when you sit down to just really take stock mm-hmm. of the many good things, and you forget the very few rough par- parts of your week, you're like, oh, mm. wow, okay, my week itself, pretty good. Right. I've been jamming out to Lupe Fiasco yes. in a way that I haven't done Shy in Town. years. Shy Town's Lupe Fiasco. I, I will admit, I've been sleeping on Young Cat, <laughs> Lupe Fiasco, for a number of years. Yes. Uh, enjoyed his first number of albums but then since then haven't really been paying attention mm-hmm. just picked up his album not picked up i didn't buy anything mm-hmm. let's let's be clear you were listening to it on spotify spotify <laughs> this episode brought to you by spotify <laughs> where uh albums apple by music <laughs> you, you you can listen Lu- to it literally anywhere now. lupe fiasco uh can be found and so i listened to Drugus light his mm-hmm. most recent and it's from 2017 the, the album yeah mm-hmm. Not bad. Huh. He's got a good sound going right now. That's cool. I'm going to have to check it out. Another thing that happened this week? Yes. I went to the dentist. Okay. And. Oh my God, I'm not ready. I got that uh, episode two or three. Where I talk about how I cock blocked you. Um, We did talk about that, didn't we? Yeah. Oh no, you're talking about like your, the financial issue with the dentist? From the, from the past, from like some town somewhere in America. I wasn't thinking about any of these things, okay. but now I'm getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're bringing these up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm because I I was the worst friend that one time that just, I disappointed you. I'm anyway, just continue. I'm going to try to come back to my center. <laughs> what I uh, was referring to, remember I chipped my tooth? Yeah. On the salad? Yeah. Did the dentist notice it? It's, it's filled. So now it's good. Wait, really? It's back. Hold on. I guess it is. It's I mean, not, not that I ever yeah, noticed it. It's very minor. <laughs> and I'm, I still felt very uncomfortably close even now just looking at your teeth. Exactly. So <laughs> it wasn't a big deal, but I knew it was there. And so and he, he just filled, filled it? it? He filled it in. He put it together. Now, I won't say that my insurance didn't help with that. Yeah. But it was. it's good to have insurance that took care of me uh, for that operation because mm-hmm. it cut the cost by like three quarters. Oh, that's great. But... I was. That's not even the best part. Yes, I feel a little more confident. Yes, my teeth is my tooth is you know back to its original state. Again, even better. Could not even note. I didn't even notice. I notice, and that's all that matters. It's just like anything <laughs> it's, else. It's all about you. It's, it's all about, about yourself. How do you feel? <laughs> so I feel great, but I was having to make the decision, and I had to go have dinner plans with a friend, mm-hmm. and I had to decide. Okay, am I going to be on time for dinner or be a little late? Right. But have a complete tooth again. Right. And. He said, well, I'll have them go take an estimate of how much it would cost you, and then you can make a decision. Sure. We'll, we'll make a decision quick. Either you're in, or we'll, we'll have you back another time. Right. And 
So I thought he was going to come back, the dentist, whom I like very much. You yeah, know him. Yeah. Very great very, guy. Very great guy. It was not. It was the receptionist. Which one? The woman who's always closest to the door. Really? She's the one who did it? No, no, she didn't do the... Well, the estimate. Oh, the, the estimate. Filling. Yes. Not yeah, the filling. I was going to say, she did the filling? That's... I feel very irresponsible. <laughs> I don't think she has that. Yeah. Uh, no, she's she's like... Th- she does that for, like, all the insurance stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, her, that's her job. I know. She's very good at it. Mm-hmm. I've always thought when uh-huh. i go to that dentist office, uh-huh. i would go for more checkups if i could let me say that because she's really hot those are your words not mine but I she's, she's there ve- she's ve- she's very pretty she's something to look at of of <laughs> worth she is pretty on the eyes she's easy on the eyes very easy on the eyes right and so she came in the office uh of my dental area i was a little I'm, taken aback right because i was like wait what is she doing <laughs> why are you chair? back here yeah i have fluoride in my mouth and i'm not ready <laughs> So she came in and she goes, hey, it's going to be this much. Your insurance is covering this much. Mm-hmm. And so what do you want to do? And, and I was like, huh. Well, I guess I, I, is it worth it? And she goes, oh, for beauty? She called, oh. She's, ve- right. <laughs> She's very, pr- so her doing that was like, oh, you're trying to be funny, but you are really pretty. Right. So it's like not as funny, <laughs> but I appreciate it. And she touched my arm and caressed it oh. like ever so, oh. like with force and pressure. So it was like, ha ha ha, oh, and then that. And Your said, hand is way too close to my boob. <laughs> and that's how I felt. Your hand is way too close to me. It's on me. Your hand is on me. It only took two years for us to get to this point. By the point. way, his hand was not that close to my boob. I was just trying to be obnoxious. She, she <laughs> caressed my arm. And then I immediately went into my reptile brain. Okay. It was like, she like me, me happy, <laughs> me, me get this tooth filled, make her like me more. And then I caught myself and I said... Look at what! Look at you! You're so pathetic. Look, <laughs> look at, at you this. and your penis. You're gonna, you're gonna spend cash right now because this woman, who's probably married or has a boyfriend, didn't look at her ring. Right. Maybe has a family at home, and is just doing this because she's been working here for years, yeah. and she's really good at getting people to pay for the extra treatment. Right. Don't say, don't say yes. And then the other part of my brain was like. Yeah, say yes, absolutely do it. So I went was it, ahead. Was and did that it. your penis saying yes? I I am still unclear on what you don't it was. know what it what something was, was speaking yes. to me. Very, it was might have been God. Wow, I'm not sure. Wow, it's the closest I've ever heard God. Maybe, and he was like, "Do it, Alex," or she was like, "Go for it." And so she was like, "Go for it." Go for it, Alex. For beauty, absolutely. As she, that, as she caressed your. She was an angel sent from God to tell me, hey, this tooth needs to be your, comforted. Your action with the ladies in this office is... Right. Is, and, you, and, you know, I, and don't... You could ruin this for me right now. I'm not now, ruining anything. Like, I'm not. Because I, I don't know if she's taken or not. When's your next checkup? I did it right before you did. And you didn't... So you didn't notice her. Right. Like her. But I can always go in to be like, actually, I just wanted to double check to mm-hmm. see when my appointment was. I got you. I'll take care of it. Don't worry okay, about great. it. Okay, great. Next right, time good. on the pod, I will, uh, I will let people know. We really love our dentist, actually. He's, he's, he's awesome. He's great. That whole office is great. The staff is really wonderful. And they're all people of color. Not so anymore. What? Yeah. Who's a new... What? <laughs> Affirmative action is live and well in that <laughs> dentist office. 
Well, I mean, yeah, there's a new gentleman um, who helped with the filling, uh-huh. and he is white, but one arm is covered in tattoos. So, so like, that, that makes him mostly color. a person of color. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that's how being a person of color works. He's got, like, works. reds and greens and blues. and Right, so he has more color of... on him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty sure that's how that works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the highlight of my week. How was, uh, how's yours? Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm, like, super tired. Um, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, all the Lees that you can think of. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm truly, truly tired. Mm-hmm. But... It is part of that personal and part of it like looking beyond yourself um it's it's kind of part of it is like work like it's a really busy time at work for us so i think that there's there's the pressures of that i'm one person down so it's like just really busy Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of exhausting um personally there's some things that are exhausting like you know there's things that like pressures and things like that that i'm that can be exhausting, but I'm taking care of myself, you know, working out, doing what I got to do to take care of myself. Yeah, you've been consistent with the workouts. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. I've been seeing you on the gram. Yeah, I am. Your, uh... I'm sweating. Like, and it's to a point where I take a shower and I, like, like take a shower and, like, get ready and I'm still sweating. Like, it's it's good. Like, I'm... I'm... Wait, you're, you, you are... Either something biologically is different about you or you're showering very quickly. <laughs> no. No, I think it's because, like, I don't put the air on in my apartment when I work oh, out. yeah. And so, like, yeah. just because to make it warmer in here mm-hmm. while I do work out. Good for the muscles and the circulation. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I just think, like, because I'm, when I'm walking around and moving around, I'm still sweating because it's also warm in here. And also, like, my body's, like... Doing hot yoga. I'm basically doing hot yoga, but it's Shanti's insanity. So I'm doing something crazy. So is that good for, like, uh, cardio? Mm-hmm. Uh, to have it, like, warmer? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I were, like, doing a veg-out session on Netflix, eating popcorn, I could just, like... Raise the temperature and, sure, and just negate wear like a, all of the and calories. Just, and just wear a sauna suit and just sweat it out while you eat. It's a good idea. Sounds like an incredibly unhealthy idea, yeah, actually. we talked about this. <laughs> Please don't do that. No, but I'm just, like, exhausted. In, so there's, like, work, personal life. It can be exhausting. Just, like, really busy and just random stuff that whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, well, I mean, we're, I mean, there's a lot going on in this world so that doesn't really help either and which i know we're going to touch on quite a bit Mm -hmm. um we talked about white supremacy well white privilege the last episode and i feel like two weeks later it just becomes our everything we talk about two weeks later becomes a thing beyonce's kids two weeks later she had them you know i felt like as after we talked about that i was like okay i feel good about that right privilege conversation and then it ramped up on the national scale and i thought wow we were premature um, well, I guess we're just talking about it again. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a feeling that that could be a consistent thing uh, for every episode. Right. From, now uh, until... From here until the end. So <laughs> we're, this podcast could be renamed next week. <laughs> to We Talk a Lot About White Privilege. <laughs> <laughs> so, we Talk uh, a Lot About Whiteness. It used to be called Dabbling Dribbling. Now it's Let's Talk About This Shit Again. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just also glad that we're not in, in a nuclear war with North Korea and... I mean, yeah. You, I mean, I'm taking I'm taking little wins, little wins right at this point. I, yeah, I just realized that the first sign of a nuclear attack is mm-hmm. the nuclear attack. <laughs> is you know when the attack happens. When the bomb <laughs> drops, it's like oh, okay, that's that's it. Do you remember in school when you had to 
do the the drill where yes. they were like if they and where did they have you hide underneath where, the desk under the desk right do you remember boy meets world yes they did that yes and what did Corey say i don't remember i distinctly remember because i was around the same age right and oh my god we're the same age as Corey. Mm-hmm. When that, oh, that's so true mm-hmm. that makes the me savage sad. anyway the savages yeah literally he, uh, <laughs> literally he said uh they were like okay just put your head under the desk mm-hmm. uh Put you, get under the desk with your head mm-hmm. between your legs. Your legs, yeah. And he's like, and kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? He's <laughs> like, literally. At yeah. this, I mean, at this point, I was like, with the nuclear warfare that happens, would it nuke my like student loans? Like, I'd be down with that. Actually, like, you that's know, not bad. Like, I wouldn't mind that. If like, it takes out your bank, is all your money gone? Yeah. Or like, does it also mean all my debt is gone and all, you know? That would be nice. Hunger Games. Hunger Games style. Game of Thrones. All of that. Do you, do you even... Have you watched either of those things? Or those, read any of the books? Those are things and I, books? I just need you to just... Ugh. I Anyway, whatever. No, no clue. So, yeah. So, yeah. But so far, no nuclear war. No what nuclear war. Is? But there's a lot of other... I think our dabbling section is going to be just filled with garbage. So why don't we talk about the first garbage? What's that? Is Usher. Ursher? Ursher. <laughs> what about Ursher? Um, so, this is pretty much old news, but I know you don't know anything about this. I really don't. Is it a new album? <laughs> oh, God. You, What's oh, the last you time you had an album? I'll look poor, that up. Poor baby. You, you go ahead. <laughs> so, go essentially, um, a couple of uh, people came forward. I believe two women and one man came forward saying that um, Usher did not disclose to them that he was positive as far as herpes was concerned, that he, he has herpes. And that two of the three people actually contracted herpes from him. Um, and just in general. Oh, okay. So we're saying, so I was, so my three mind people. was like, three people came forward, two of them contracted, one didn't. But so they, like, all three of them have had sex with him. But all three have had that. sex. But the issue is not that he didn't contract herpes. He said, the, the issue he or is, she is saying that he didn't tell them. Yes. Okay. They had sex gotcha. unprotected without him telling them. One of the females came Let forward. <laughs> you, I knew everyone has been talking about the bird. Oh, really? Just, yeah. I'm not. I'm not early. <laughs> You're okay. not early. You're freaking late, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to touch on this too much, but just. Usher, you are an absolute asshat. Whether these people are lying or not, like, is regard is besides the point. Wait. But it, All right, go ahead. The reason why I'm saying this is, like, he is, is wildly known, apparently, now that he has herpes, and he's not disclosing it to his sexual partners. He has a wife. His wife is still standing by his side. Um, so that's the thing that's happening. One of the women, I forget her name, came forward. She's a bigger woman, bigger black woman, like, significantly bigger black woman and she said she had sex she that usher brought her brought her up on stage and did like his sexy dance thing that he does on stage and then he had a security guard get her backstage uh because it was her birthday weekend with her girls and then he put her i'm not done yet there's there's more happening yeah and then according to her she like Either either she gave her number or he gave her like numbers were exchanged. Mm -hmm. He met up with her at the hotel or motel they were at. There are Holiday Inn. The (laughs) yes, the Holiday Inn that they were at, or whatever you know residence they were staying at temporarily. Um, And there are people from the place that said that he did show up and stayed over that night. 
Um, and she said she had unprotected sex with him, but she didn't contract herpes, but she did not know that he had herpes and all these different things. This man, after there's many people that have come forward, both visually as well as like behind the scenes that there are people who have come forward that, you know, Usher gave me herpes. He has not said a thing. This big girl, very big girl, came forward and said that she had sex with Usher and he goes... I oh, never no. had sex. With, I had never had. I've never had sex with her. She's not my type. Well, I thought he was gonna say worse, but okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But but essentially, like like as as though as though a a woman of her size doesn't have sex. Mm-hmm. And I just so for many levels, in many on many levels, Usher can go fuck himself at this point. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe her. To be fair, okay, uh, you know Th- this was but gonna say. but I'm also like. You're not saying anything about all the other people that have come forward. It seems fishy. Yeah, but... Yeah, well, okay. I'm just hearing about this one minute ago. So, (laughs) But on the surface, to what you said earlier of if we don't know if these people are telling the truth, because all this is hearsay, right? Like some of yeah, these things hearsay. happened happened a year ago. Let's, you you could have contracted it from literally anybody. Yeah, let's look into this a little bit. And if you look at his 2016 album, he'll even tell you he's hard to love. <laughs> um, is what I'm learning from Spotify. This episode's brought to you by Spotify. Listen to everything <laughs> everywhere. Um, I I think that uh, let's hear what they have to say. I also feel weird talking about any time a sex scandal comes out mm-hmm. and we find out what someone has. It's right. like. How would you, how would I feel if the world knew of any diseases or um, contracted illnesses or things that I had? Like my medical history out there? I think like David Jeter, mm-hmm. David Jeter, Derek Jeter. Derek sorry. Jeter. I knew what you were saying. All respect. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Jeter, you know, it's widely reported that he has herpes. And it's like, okay, out there for any of his sexual partners he's had, which he's had many. Right. And it's like, does she have it? Does she have it? Also, you said a man came forward. Yep. Anyone talking about that? No. I mean, I'm sure people are talking about it, but like... Were there the, any rumors about Usher being bisexual or gay? Not that I know of, but... So I think that's interesting. But it, it just comes back down to if you're sexually active, get tested, and be honest with your partners. And also, this makes me not trust anybody ever. Oh, this is the thing? No, I mean, I don't trust people in general. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> Today's the, Usher oh, okay. made me not trust any man. Okay. <laughs> Was it the not fake? Not because I haven't been hurt before. <laughs> I don't trust anyone. It's the fake news, right? It's the <laughs> misreporting. It's the false facts. No, it's Usher. And, <laughs> and him, not telling people. And him not telling people about her his herpes. Okay. But just, you know. Everyone has a threshold. Yeah. Because I soon found out about this and I was like, t- went on a date with someone that was like not, it wasn't, a, it was just the first date. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, I remember he kind of leaned in for a kiss and I was just like, um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to go. It was also like not a good first date, so I'm not going to. Like, yo, and there's stuff you can catch. People think you can just catch an STD or STI, mm-hmm. depending on what you're calling it, right? Um, from having sex, intercourse, penetration, right. all of that. You can get this stuff from other ways. And so, I don't want your saliva anywhere near right. my saliva. Some people will <laughs> not drink from the same cup. If I had people, friends of mine back in the day, who would even be like, 
if we were all drinking at a bar right and someone's like oh you want to try my drink they're like do you have herpes it would just straight up ask do you oh, have yeah. herpes and then you have to like say yes and then some people just know say, that i will i plan on asking you this anytime i'm by you do you have herpes before right I get, drink your drink exactly just so you know that but that's the thing like you're gonna out someone but then the other part of that is you'll hear people say everyone has herpes and usually, like a cold sore yeah like it's very common i've never had a cold sore i've never had a cold sore but i know it's like uh it's more common in people than it shows right. so like you could have it and not know it especially in men like it doesn't show up a lot in right men. especially even with herpes you need, that's why you need to get tested exactly and which so, which i and heard, even if you wear a condom it, it doesn't protect you from herpes like even if you doesn't are doesn't a condom not protect you from any everything anyway like, isn't that true of all... Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I think. Even I think. even getting pregnant. Like, if, yeah, cause if friends taught us nothing... <laughs> it's only it's, 99... It's 98? 90, it's 98? Like 98. I think it's 98. Or is it 97? Yeah. It's, but it's not 100. It's not 100. <laughs> it's like, they need to put it on, on the wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> they do put it on the wrapper. <laughs> uh, it's like a condom is not the foolproof answer to every... The only... I'll, I'll channel my fourth grade teachers. Uh, the only abstinence abstinence is the only answer that will be a hundred percent. But yeah, so that's I mean that's just my 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 take on nasty ass Usher. If it's true, but if, still, if, if it's, it's not true, Usher, I'm so sorry nah, that man. we talked about this. Wait. Also, just wrap it up and like take care of yourself. And... Well, look, that if if nothing, okay, I'm gonna go out there and oh I'm gonna be God. controversial. <laughs> if uh. It's not true, and he doesn't have herpes, and he didn't tell her because he didn't know he didn't have her- He didn't know he had herpes. Condoms are 98% effective. 98. So if you have sex 100 times, you're likely to have two kids. Those are not good odds <laughs> for do anyone. You, do you plan on having sex 100 times in one sitting? and? Uh, in one sitting? <laughs> I don't know. I just In no. one sitting and uh, <laughs> pregnant twice. <laughs> That's a big orgy. <laughs> oh, I, uh, that, no. sounds, that sounds I've not exhausting. Been, I've not been involved in such a thoroughfare. But <laughs> I'd say if he didn't know mm-hmm. and he didn't have it, so he didn't say anything, and she didn't get anything, and it was her birthday, mm-hmm. then that was a pretty good birthday you had sex with Usher. I guess. I'm just saying. But if it is true, then yeah, you dodged a bullet. But to anyone out there who has an STD or STI, I also want to, well, be smart, but I, I should also say that it's like, it it's one of those things where people are afraid to tell people because mm-hmm. they feel like judged. they're isolated, judged, yeah. um, like thought of as quote unquote dirty or something. Mm-hmm. And, and I if think girls that, have it, probably huge slut. Oh yeah. Clearly. Like, that's, that's horrible. And so I think like the stigma around having an std i forget if it was mtv or what channel it was but they um talked about how uh people were dealing with contracting an std Mm. and it was really hard people went to isolation or they felt like they couldn't get close to people yeah i can only imagine mm -hmm. and so i thought you know that's that's got to be psychologically heavy right and if these people are lying like he should sue them for defamation for sure um, because of, you know, his reputation is also sure. being, you know, defamed, as right. one would say. Um, but yeah. But to the to the what those people were going through in that thing I saw, they were 
learning how to trust people and be open about what they had. Right. And so just because you have an STD doesn't mean that you can't be loved and that Absolutely. someone uh, wouldn't have sex with you. It's just finding a partner that you feel comfortable with and uh, disclosing that and trusting and that you two are on the same page and communicating. And it can happen. And it's, yeah. You know, and I think that's what, like, being single in the city and going on dates and things like that, which I'm not doing a ton of to begin with, but, like, doing those things, it's, like, that's, I think, as a girl, I have so much more to lose, I feel like. Yeah. In a relation in, in a relationship or what that could be, you know, whether it be, like, okay. accidental pregnancy to, you know, I don't know why. I just feel like girls feel, like, at least I know for me, I feel like I have more to lose than this guy does, um, whichever di- guy I'm dating. Interesting. Um, because we as men suck. Those are your words. <laughs> um, we as men are more well. It's more intrusive, right? The penis and sex is <laughs> right more on like, on a on a very basic physical level. Right. Yes. We we you are intruding. We invade. Yeah, you are invading. Right. So uh, then the the part of like getting in getting out and there's no repercussion of pregnancy and we're supposed to, the stigma is women who sleep around sluts men who sleep around conquerors right achieving the things. man yeah. right so there's reputation wise more for a woman to lose pregnancy wise more for her to lose mm-hmm. slash gain depending on how you see it right um and then an std being labeled as something of a slut right yeah. yeah, I would agree with you. But even beyond that, beyond the physical, just like I feel like the guys I've dated, I feel like emotionally I'm more invested than maybe they are. And so like, and sometimes it's vice versa. Some guys are more emotionally invested than yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, and that plays into the stereotype that women are emotionally driven first before they are physically, mm-hmm. um, which isn't always the case, but I can see that. You know, so it feels like you're emotionally also there's a there's a lot to lose. Like I'm giving you a piece of my heart possibly. And the heartbreak could also be really I know yeah. that's my biggest fear. Oh but. yeah. I mean we all saw the notebook. I mean I thought the notebook was a piece of garbage, but okay. I did too. I watched it with someone I was dating and uh they thought it was a good movie and then after that I said we can't be dating anymore because <laughs> this is complete rubbish. I mean, um, most of his movies are garbage. Do you like any of his movies? Um, yeah. Um, Remember the Titans. That was not his. Who? Remember the Titans. Who were we talking about? Oh, you were talking about um, Ryan Gosling. Yes. No, I thought you were talking about like the the author that wrote all of the like who's the books. person who wrote? Oh, I forget, this? but he's he's uh, uh, something Sparks, I think. Jordan Sparks. No, that's I like a, her. That's a singer. <laughs> um, yeah. what's it called? The Notebook. This is, this is this is gonna we're we're gonna figure this out. Yeah, no, I. It's by Nicholas Sparks. What did Nick do Nicholas, besides this? Nicholas Sparks has done other romantic movies, such as such as The Last Song, which is Miley Cyrus and her current fiance. Um, Never heard of it. The Longest Ride, The Lucky One, Safe Haven. Never heard of any of these. These are all pretty big dear john the best of me look at all like a walk to remember remember a walk to remember i remember hearing about it. oh my god look at all these hetero white people <laughs> on these, these message movies. in a bottle there's, walk to remember there's literally a white 
man holding a white woman in every single one of these episodes these covers hold on let's go, go through ahead. this go ahead and mr do it. mr nicholas sparks have you never known about this never heard about this oh my god but i'll He's tell you what the notebook in the last sun a song, guy, song. sorry the, it cut it off you can't even see. it says last sun the g is missing read this part oh, fine. <laughs> i'm looking at i'm a visual person okay uh the last song guy holding a woman by the ear neck ear soft part of her neck and nuzzling her nose the notebook ryan gosling holding emma what's her name uh it's not rachel a, mcadams yes rachel, rachel McAdams. mcadams noses noses touching eskimo kissing uh, <laughs> no, in the rain full-on makeout soon. she's holding <laughs> the side of his face about to just like eat his face um safe haven the white girl. man holding yeah blonde woman yes by the soft of her neck and eskimo about kiss, kissing about to kiss her yep yep uh the lucky one is that zach efron yes that is uh, and he holding... looks really good in that movie no i believe he's a good guy <laughs> Holding a blonde woman. Who is from Orange is the New Black. The main character from Orange oh, is the New Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see it now. N- uh, nuzzling the side of her face very tenderly. Uh, the longest ride. White man standing in front of a blonde woman. Just like tipping her cowboy hat as she looks longingly, in- longingly into her. You're going to describe all of this, The best <laughs> of me is a white man holding the soft of a neck of a white woman. Eskimo kissing. <laughs> And then Dear John is basically a remake of the cover of The Lucky One. <laughs> Choice is a remake of Dear John's cover. <laughs> Knights uh, in Rod and Rodante. Rodante mm-hmm. is a, an older white man holding an older white woman soft of her neck as he's about to kiss her. The Walk to Remember is, Classic. A, is a remake of the cover of Dear John. <laughs> and Message in a Bottle is a a zoom out shot of, of a walk John. to remember and dear and John. <laughs> okay. They're all about love and finding love. And oftentimes the girl is like loving on a guy that she probably shouldn't be loving on from her, from her side of the family. It's like one of those authors who has a formula where they plug and shut. And literally everybody watches it. I remember the notebook people were like obsessed and, I'm, and I watched it. I, I finally watched it. I'll never forget. I watched it at my friend Janine's house. Mm-hmm. We sat and I watched it, and and they are like crying and sobbing, and I'm sitting there like I don't get it. You know what I'm gonna say? What? I'm gonna transition into our next uh, topic. <laughs> yes. By do it. saying, if you've watched all of these, two <laughs> no, if you've watched more than two of these films, I got tricked into the Notebook. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, I've not seen any of the others. If you've watched more than two of those films, you're what's wrong with America. <laughs> you're the problem. If you've watched all these films... I will say, it's predominantly white. Like, there's not much, like, diversity in... It's, in, it's, it's, it's like a Hallmark movie. It's not just white, and that's no problem with things being white. It right. can be white, but basic. Yes. <laughs> that's that's it's, my issue. It's basic. It's pretty basic. So let's talk about basic whiteness. <laughs> all right, let's talk about basic whiteness. Um, so I would like to do an update, which I, I think we're probably going to do every week yeah. for probably the duration of this cast. Well, not duration. at least at least at for least the next three couple. and a half years. Yeah, at least three and a half years is um, Colin Kaepernick is still not signed. Oh yeah, no, I thought you were going to go the other way. Yeah, Colin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that. All right. So just 
quickly. This, sport, this is a sports reference, but it's not a basketball reference. It's not reference. basketball. Um, for me, I think Colin Kaepernick still not being signed has a lot to do with white supremacy and the Wait, issues. Wait, can you remind people who he is? Colin Kaepernick was, is, was, was the former um, first round, like first, um, what's it called? First. First round draft pick? No, no, no. Oh, their first starting quarterback. quarterback. Starting quarterback. Thank you. Um, starting quarterback for the 49ers, um, San Francisco 49ers specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, had some controversy in the in the past because he would not stand up for the national anthem because he's like, well, essentially he was like, you, you know, I'm not going to stand up for a country or, or whatever that doesn't recognize, you know, the black people that are continuously being killed by police officers um unjustly and not being not being held responsible or accountable to their actions check the stats check the stats um from why police officers you know need only two years of college but beauticians need four um they need six months wait police officers need six months six months of academy wow beauticians need two years wow okay so i got that wrong but that's still terrible Mm. um so the NFL is a shit league anyway, and so, in my opinion... That is that is sad, but true, yeah. But, I mean, it, I used to watch football all the time, and I don't watch it much anymore because you have a bunch of... Um, you have a bunch of people who are criminals and women beaters that still get to play, um, and the league is okay with it. Um, but, yeah, no, it's... Colin is still not signed. He was released from the 49ers and still hasn't been signed, and he is a really good quarterback. He is... Not, mm-hmm. you know, he's literally signing for like their second quarterback, like their their runner up quarterback for mm-hmm. all of these teams, and still isn't currently getting signed. Um, he played in the Super Bowl, starting quarterback. Yeah, and you know he there there have been commenta- there have been commentary of like you know he should like from people of color, specifically black players, telling him to maybe cool it a little bit uh, from the former NFL players, and they can all go suck a left nut. I don't really care. Um, but um, yeah, he's still not signed, and it's so disappointing considering that preseason is start has started already, right. and he still hasn't gotten signed. And you have like, there's cr- like crappy You're bringing fl- some crappy quarterbacks on right, right now. from like the arena league that doesn't that don't right. deserve right like even a shot because they are not as good as he is. They don't have his athleticism, his, or his arm, arm, his, his football IQ. Yeah, right. He's, and so, he's an elite level quarterback. But because he speaks out on um, the anti-blackness that happens in our in our country and is so is socially justice minded and mm-hmm. uses his platform in a way that um, provokes maybe some outrage and maybe some people to think the NF- there are NFL teams that are scared to have him, and to me they're just they're just pussy they're pussies. They're they're wusses. Actually, no, pussies are strong. I was at pussies are very. They take a beating. They take a beating. They 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 bring out life. You guys are wusses. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. He sit on a dick the wrong way it breaks. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is an unfortunate truth. (laughs) There's a yeah. I mean the guy. It's so it's at the point now where it used to be a rumor and something that people would kind of chat about and say like, is it being quote unquote blackballed? Right. Is it him being you know. uh, uh, kind of disowned or uh, 
what's the word? Abandoned, ostracized, ostracized, yeah, ostracized from the league for his political views, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a topic of controversy. Now it's very blatant. People having watched the quarterbacks who are coming into yeah, the league and garbage. replace them, everyone is on the same page of every owner who passes on him mm-hmm. is. Taken and there are coaches who have tried him out to say like, "Hey, we need a backup the Ravens, quarterback." The Ravens were yeah, one of they them. They tried him out, and people have brought him on and said, "Coaches have even said he did well, mm-hmm. and he should get a starting job in this league." And so, but they didn't take him because the coach doesn't make the final decision. The ownership also has a say. Yeah, and there were some people in in the community that also didn't want him. Yeah, specifically oh. white. They're based white men white men and probably a lot of white women too yeah true just like in these nuclear families Mm -hmm. that exist within middle america Mm -hmm. in a lot of places you you tried out for dallas also he's i mean even in seattle he tried out didn't get a pete carroll spoke very highly of him but was like now is not the right time right and he is constantly getting backlash from this on under the table well and some some people are saying that he also did maybe possibly get a deal but um it wasn't enough money and good for him because he's right he deserves yeah any the, player any, has that right yeah he has the right to be like i deserve more money than what you're giving me because i know my worth i know and mm-hmm. when good you're, for him when you're he's he's sitting back like i'm gonna keep showing you at these tryouts what i got and you're gonna pay me accordingly if not i'll wait until your starter goes down with an injury right you bring on your backup right and, and you're realize tanking yeah and then bring me on. I'll throw some balls. Well, one of the things I did want to add is that, um, so obviously everybody knows that preseason has started because um, it's the NFL time. Um, and Marshawn Lynch. Oh, him too. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, brother. Sat on sat out at the National Anthem this weekend during a preseason game with the Oakland Raiders. Although it is unclear if his sitting was a response to what happened in Charlottesville, which we're about to talk about. So he, during the national anthem, he was sitting mm-hmm. uh, just like off to the side. I think he was sitting on a cooler or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. His butt was warm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, recently there was also my boy, Jesse Williams, mm-hmm. who's not, who's, who is a athlete inside. Like he's a amateur yeah. athlete. Yeah. Um, my boot, if I ever meet him, I hope he never listens to this podcast <laughs> because Lord God, I talk about him a lot. Um, so he was at uh, the big three game uh, the, mm-hmm. and um, during the national anthem, he, cause I follow him on Instagram mm-hmm. and I, I read the article about this. He sat during the, in, this is right after Charlottesville, everything mm-hmm. that happened in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in two seconds, but he sat down and he, he, he posted a, a Instagram story and it was just a picture of him sitting down while everybody else is standing up. He's like, and it says, we'll stand when you do dot, dot, dot. And Get as, the fuck up. And literally I was like, oh my God, my body is ready. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, like how hot is that? I can't uh, even handle it. This is, oh my God, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse doesn't even I think understand. I just turned. <laughs> right? I just turned. Like I, ugh. For, I'll go back to Marshawn Lynch for a second. Yeah. I'll say, I thought as soon as I saw that story, I was like, you do that a few more times and you stick to your principles, mm-hmm. I'll buy your jersey. And I haven't bought an NFL jersey in a long time, but the that silver NFL and black. The only jersey I have is Brian Urlacher. That's it. That's a good one. It's a good one. I would buy the number 24 in Raiders black and gold, or nice. black and silver, if 
Marshawn Lynch continues to be the guy. And the thing about Marshawn Lynch is the Raiders are favored to win the Super Bowl. Yes, they are. And if you are the, and largely because they just got Marshawn Lynch, Mm -hmm. you are a marquee running back on a team favored to win it all. And so if you sit down, they can't just kick you and cut you off the team. Right. You're not where Colin is in limbo. Right. So you have a, you have a secure seat. Right. Keep sitting down, man. Right. Your jersey will fly off the shelves, if not for people to wear it, for people to burn it. Right. So either way, yeah. sell them jerseys. Right. It was yeah. very. I was very uh, interested in that. And Jesse is just like, uh, you know, just just making everybody swoon. Yeah, pure excellence. Men, so, women, and anyone, like literally, and well, the children out here. Well, let's talk about that. How are you feeling? I just want to check in with you. Charlottesville. You, yeah. Um, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I actually feel maybe it's because we've been so busy this week. Yeah. Um, but I was already thinking about creatively how I'm using my energy. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I'm not using my creative potential as well as I could. Sure. Um, you know, you do some things aesthetically. What does it really do? What's the why? What's the purpose? What mm-hmm. does it say about where we are as a, a society? Um, and I was already thinking on that and then charlottesville happened and it just like hyperimposed a why mm-hmm. onto it i already developed it but it said like no really the world is fucked up in a lot of ways yeah and so i sat there like oh yeah i'm constantly aware of this but how i went to an intellectual place of how do i take what is in my brain mm-hmm. and in my heart and impose it in yours right and I think it has to start with me understanding where you're coming from. So I've spent a lot of days putting myself in the shoes of the men, largely men, white mm-hmm. men, who were protesting the taking down of the statue, right. who were supremacist, nationalist, neo-Nazis. Right. I've been spending a lot of my brain power putting myself into their, their place. Mm-hmm. And um, how's that been? Uh, it's been fine. It's been pretty comfortable there. Um, it doesn't require a lot of thought. It's just looking around at your circumstances. Are you calling them simple-minded? <laughs> I mean, those are your words, brown girl. Um, we whoa, don't, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, <laughs> white supremacist. Jew lover. <laughs> we don't, uh, we don't, I do love uh, Jews. <laughs> I love, you, uh, I, wait, what is it? What do they say? Orange juice? Orange, what is that joke like? I don't know what you're talking. There's about. a joke about juice and Jews. I forget how it goes. It's like okay. an elementary joke, but and it's probably offensive. It'll but come okay. to me later. Yeah, but anyway, I watched some of the clips of guys who were just, um, you know, like talking to reporters and like, yeah, Trump, he he gets, he, like he's not disavowing us. People right. will like literally say he's right. not he's not shaming us or saying that we're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm listening to these guys speak freely and just say, Jews will not replace us. Jews will not replace. At first I thought they were saying, you will not replace us. Right. They're saying, Jews will not replace us. Right. And I was just like, okay. So there are a lot, there's a, there's a, a thought out there in uh, the space, in the public, mm-hmm. that Jews have a control of media economics business all money. that yeah. you can see a lot of money moving <laughs> sorry i don't know how this happened wait a second 
This week's episode is brought to you by Talkspace and Spotify. (laughs) Spotify, listen to your favorite Talkspace. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. My podcast stuff was open for some reason. So like... uh, Back to what you were saying. Talkspace is a free... (laughs) Well, it's not free, but you can pay for a therapist online. Um, They'll talk to you for minutes. Um, So, no, I was just thinking that if I thought Jews were taking over the world and had control over everything, then... And I live in a space where I don't have a college degree, or I do have a college degree, but mm-hmm. it's in something that's not going to get me a lot of money, or I didn't get very good grades, and my job prospects are minimal. Right. Part of that is my location is largely manufacturing, or jobs are limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, what hope do I have to get more money in the lifestyle I want for me or and or my family? And I see that... Jewish people are thought to control banking, commerce, politics, a lot of things that I don't have access to. Right. And I hear a president number 44 describing more room for black people and people of color and brown people and like international immigrants, you know, having mm-hmm. a place in our society. What about me? And if my history lessons are an American history lesson right from recent history like what we were taught in our our generation of Mm -hmm. classrooms then you didn't get to talk about black power COINTELPRO Mm -hmm. immigration through the Vietnam War Mm -hmm. to the present Mm -hmm. you didn't get to talk about you talked about Washington Lincoln the founding of our country the forefathers the declaration of independence you were taught a lot of things about what America is and what makes it great. Right. And those things are white American. So it makes sense And depending on where you are in the country, the Civil Mm -hmm. War was taught differently too. Yeah. If you were Mm -hmm. in the South, then... It was states' rights. It was states' rights and it was like uh, the resistance against uh, Union oppression. Right. Whereas if you saw in the North, it was about slavery. Exactly. That's how I learned about it. And if you were in a certain... And actually that's the truth, but okay. If you were in a Texas classroom where a certain textbook was there right you, it might tell you about the black workers mm-hmm. in the south instead of the black slaves right in right. the south because workers mean you paid them oh wait you didn't right <laughs> so if you got an american history lesson like i did where you ran short on time on the semester and you right. had to make time for the pep rally and mm-hmm. going to classes or going to you know football games or whatever you didn't get to talk about nixon or reagan right you didn't look at any of the oppressive things that happened on the war on drugs mm-hmm. and um, also they were, we were still understanding the repercussions of all of that when we were going to school because it wasn't because we, we went through dare yeah that was a that was a, a response to yeah. things of that administration you didn't go through any of that stuff and so if you think your country if you're a, a white man who is 25 to 50 years old you probably think like most of us did right that this country was founded by great white men in suits and ties, making good decisions for based on the founding fathers' values. Who, by the way, are technically immigrants, but okay, whatever. And so that's the thing. Don't take away our country. Jews will not replace us. We're t- and David Duke was on, and I saw him, and he said, like, you know, we're taking back our country. And I was like... Fulfilling what? the promises of Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. That's he what said he that. said. As, I was like... We've really forgotten about the Native Americans, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> it's really offensive. I think for me, when I think about Charlottesville, 
the the purpose of Charlottesville was to take down a statue of a Confederate um, soldier, which was, uh, I believe, in April. The city council decided Excuse on this. Excuse me. A Confederate general. I'm sorry, not a. Soldier. He's got a title. It's a general. My my bad. Robert E. Lee. General Robert. About to e. light up a tiki torch in here if we don't get our. Yeah, let's use another culture's tiki torch. <laughs> hey, when, you, 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 see the, you see the statement the tiki torches put out? Yeah, better statement than our president did. Thank God. I was like, <laughs> isn't that a damn shame? It is a damn shame. Anyway. Um, so the so Charlottesville, the city council uh, d- voted on, um, not unanimously, um, but the majority voted on uh, taking down the confederate general robert e lee's statue down and so these people from kind of all over these white supremacists mm-hmm. um or i'd like to call them these white supremacists who are also terrorists um oh, came thank god let's call it what that is I um, they are absolutely terrorists that blew um, my mind. came so from all over god. because they were upset that this uh confederate general statue was being taken down um but if you I, I will I will recommend a couple of podcasts. That's why my podcast thing was open, so I apologize for the noise that it made. Um, uh, for a couple of other podcasts people should be listening to. Uh, Pod Save the People, which is mm-hmm. uh, DeRay's, um, uh, person, one of the people who started some of the Black Lives Matter. He didn't start Black Lives Matter, but he, he helped uh, with some of the groundwork in Ferguson. Um, he, he did a POTUS episode of a bonus pod of Charlottesville uh, with the two student leaders who helped with the anti, the, the, the counter protest, the counter protest, as well as the governor of Virginia. Yeah. Um, and just some of the things that even the governor was saying, these people were walking around, these white men walking around very, um, non i wouldn't say nonchalantly they were walking around with so much confidence oh, and yeah. they had they had caches of weapons oh, yeah. stored all over the city that's what people do for genocide that's what they do in things of genocide they were not there about this the statue they were there to kill people well here's here's the um i saw that article mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. well you sent it to me yeah um i i want to I agree with you mm-hmm. in the sense of there have been instance, instances in history where that's happened. Sure. But I also want to pause from becoming what is being labeled the alt-right or alt-left extremist side of liberals right. where we start to label and brand the other side a certain way when that side is so gun crazy that... They will shoot up this place. Well, there's mm-hmm. that, but there's also the, the quote-unquote heritage and culture of it their guns are a symbol of their identity. So it's not just... It's like you having a favorite blanket. I do have a favorite blanket. I know. Your blanket's not going to kill anyone. No. But it's just something that brings you... It. It, it. You love it. It brings you some kind of joy and comfort. Versus someone right. else yeah. has the same thing, but it, it's a Colt 45. And it speaks to like their dad and mm-hmm. their grandpa and their great-grandpa. And if you... I mean, have that in your family history. You're going to... A friend and I were talking about this the other day. It's like, you have a president who called for gun control. And all he literally said was... We're Just ta- register. We're t- well, we're taking away military-grade weapons. You don't Because you're it. not in the military. Right. And you don't need that for deer. We don't need you assaulting a whole mass of people. So no military-grade weapons. Because no practical use. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, we're going to do background checks. Right. You can have a gun. 
we just want to make sure you haven't done other criminal offenses before this that would make it not reasonable for you to have a gun. Mm -hmm. Maybe some psychological, you know, test to make sure everything's okay, but then feel free to have your guns. And all the other side hears is, he's going to take away our guns. Or, okay, he's not threatening to take away all of our guns now, but it starts with this, and then it goes to complete gun eradication. Right. And so... a. People like that who protested in Charlottesville, the white side of things, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised they had a shit ton of guns. Oh no, it's not because they all su- carry guns, right? But but there's been there's been um, some reports that they were going to try to go to some more predominantly black neighborhoods and terrorize the area, but then people got wind of it and tried to stop them. The anti the uh, the the counter protests and things of that nature before all of the stuff that actually happened afterwards with the the car being um, trampled against. So yeah, in the, and uh, and I have a question for you, and this yeah. may be, and this is something that I've been thinking about. I uh, Heather, what was her name? Heather Hare. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Her, yeah, yeah. But I know who you're talking about. Uh, rest in peace to her, and and much love That's and so prayers sad. to her family. Um, my mom actually, after all of this kind of happened. She heard on CNN that there was a protest happening um, at in Union Square mm-hmm. um, in New York City, um, and there was a couple of protests happening in Union City. Oh no, not in Union Square. It was in front of Trump Towers. I'm sorry, um, because uh, 45 was um, in his in his t- Trump Tower, like Fifth Avenue penthouse, right. um, the day of Charlottesville, where he said nothing, but whatever. Um, and my mom calls me and she's like, Brian, don't go. Because she knows that I go to yeah. many of the protests that, that happen. I actually just couldn't go because, as I mentioned, we're really busy at work. Um, so I just didn't go. But a part of me was just like, that could have been me. She was 32 years old, mm-hmm. a white woman that like, was doing peacefully protesting and doing what everyone else that you know that they were supposed to like that they could have done. Yes, they didn't have a permit, but technically the other side had a permit and they violated their permit Um regulations as far as the what was part of their permit uh contract Mm. um and but then a part of me was also thinking there's a lot of people that came forward and was like you know a lot of politicians white people specifically came forward was like you know this is terrible this is you know they're denouncing certain things whatever good great and a part of me was like i wonder if heather wasn't heather what if heather was dante williams yeah what if heather was just a an ethnic name mm-hmm. a black person mm-hmm. would people care um i think people would care to what degree certain people would care yes. is anyone's guess yeah um i would still care i mean not, not to that all diminish her death at all because like she yeah. is a martyr for the cause and i have only love and respect for her and her family yeah um for what they're going through but it was just something that i was like critically it's i've been like really critically thinking about um if if her death means that you know as her mom said her they thought her death would shut her up but no her death amplified her more amplified her message even more um and really like so strong for a mom to say that who just lost her daughter Mm -hmm. to just unnecessary violence um but yeah. Who was it recently? Um, a politician. I hope it wasn't who I think it is. Um, who is refusing to call it terrorism? Who is refusing to call well, it I terrorism? I thought someone was pushed to call it terrorism and someone wasn't. I could be mixing that up with um, Mitch McConnell, 
who they asked Mitch if the president made, if his comment was racist. And Mitch said, I didn't agree with his comment. He's like, I know, but I'm asking you, was the president's was racist. comment racist? He, he kept saying, I did not agree with his comment. But he won't say that it was racist. Well, I mean, that's the GOP, the spinning in GO, the GOP world is like, is insane. Listening to Fox News mm-hmm. is is one of them. If you want to have like a brain aneurysm, yeah, yeah. like immediately just listen to them. And you're, it's just like, how, how are you spinning? Your spin doesn't even make sense. You know, it's funny, you know, all right. So they had, do you remember when, I don't even want to, well, we'll just, we'll bring it to today. They're talking about Barcelona and how, if you heard about the tragedy in Barcelona, it involved a car. Right. Going off and hurting a lot of people. Right. Killing, hurting a lot of people. It also happened in New York. What, but it was and a drunk it happened guy. in New York, but it was a drunk guy. And yeah. they were looking to see if it was an act of terrorism, right? right? We're calling the Barcelona incident terrorism. Someone's and, taking responsibility 40, for it. And 45 called it terrorism. Yeah. He called it terrorism within an hour. Within right. hours of it. Right. Yeah. So when a guy takes a car in Virginia mm-hmm. and rams into a crowd of people, yep. killing, is it not terrorism? I, I, I guess not. That's that's what's been happening in our country. When someone has a cache of guns, or uses a car to hurt people like this, um, it's it's not called terrorism. When you have a whole fleet of, I'll call it sometimes officers, mm-hmm. who terrorize certain neighborhoods disproportionately, uh, harassing them, pulling them over, stopping them, shooting them, that's not called terrorism. Nope. But if you look at... It's just them doing their job. Yeah, if you look at Muslims per capita and the amount of terrorism that we see around the world, Mm -hmm. far less than the amount done by whites and police. Mm -hmm. So Trevor Noah said something, and it goes back to this like white and Mm Judeo-Christian mindset of like, founding forefathers, Christian, we are a Christian nation, which we're not. In God we trust. In God we trust. We're not a Christian nation. We are a nation of religious freedom. Mm -hmm. So you can be whatever you want. It just happens to be that we have a lot of Christians here because we killed off a lot of Native Americans. Mm -hmm. So the idea was, if you pray to, if you're a Native American, like back in the day, and you pray to the wolf Mm -hmm. or animals of the forest mm-hmm. and, and the land, you were thought to be a savage. Right. And they were called savages. Right. If you were... Th- those are like animals that you can see. Like, right. they're in the world. I'm praying to it because there's a connectedness. They called them savages. If you are um, like someone of a faith that is African mm-hmm. and you... Uh, many religions in Africa. But let's say you're one of the African... Uh, religious beliefs that prays to and believes in their ancestors. Mm-hmm. You pray to those people who were in your family who have right. now since moved on. Right. You're called backwards and um, what's Un- uneducated, uneducated, or just gypsies. Like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But if you're a white Christian and you pray to a man you've never met mm-hmm. who walks on water and mm-hmm. turns it into wine. Mm-hmm. Well, that just makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like, what the, yeah. It, like you have religions where people actually have seen people living and they've died right. and they have a connectedness. 
the land and the animals. People have a connectedness. But to something you've never even seen before, and you just take on full faith of these stories that are pretty mythical and magical, mm-hmm. that's thought to be the correct way. It's so backwards, but we don't... Our country seems not to want to reflect on their own stock of things right. and instead turn themselves on the other. So I'm in like... For you, the past number of days, it's easy for us to get trapped in our own mindset sure. around like what these people are doing. But have you taken any time to think like, what must it be like to live as these men do? These men with tiki torches. Uh, um, yes, because I, if I expect someone to understand where I'm coming from, I expect them to take off their shoes and wear, the sho- wear my shoes, right? Like, in order for them to understand the walk of my life. So I've tried. Um, and I can see that... It seem- For me, what I'm seeing is a lot of insecurity. An insecurity of their self and their, their own identity. Um, you know, black people have black culture, right? Uh, Jews have a Jewish culture. Whether they are, you know, Hasidic Jews to reform mm. more more liberal Jews, right? There's a there's a spectrum there. Um, those who identify as Muslim have a Muslim culture that is tied to their religion, as well as whatever country they're from. For me, mm-hmm. I have my Indian culture as well as my Christian culture, and but it's also tied somewhere into this America. I have like this. My identity is multi layered, right? Yeah. Um, and so when I think of these white men, um, you know, do they? Do they know? Like, do, are they doing a twenty three and Me? Are they doing an Ancestry dot com to understand mm. where their heritage is from? Because you know, people, white people have been here. Most white people, not all, most white people have been here for a really long time. Um, so I think there is this level of like we had this identity as like white powerful men, and we are. It's we're losing that possibly, you know. Yeah. And we're losing that because these people who have like all of these things that I don't understand mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. these beliefs I don't understand this way of life I don't understand they look different than me and they're starting to get the jobs that I lost they're they're starting to get into the colleges that I should have gotten into they should they're 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 doing things and they're replacing me yeah and I think that scares like mm-hmm. being replaced or even, even maybe even deeper, for me, the way I can connect with them, feeling invisible... It's a good word. ...is not a fun feeling. Feeling forgotten... Yep. ...is not a fun feeling. That's no one wants feeling. to feel forgotten. No That's one wants... Good yeah, like, no one wants to feel that. And I think I'm thinking about that, too, because the other day I got to see Dear Evan Hansen, mm-hmm. and it talks about that. No one wants to feel forgotten. No one wants to feel like when you fall, you want someone to pick you up, Right. And so for whatever reason, these men are feeling some sort of feeling of being disenfranchised. I look at them and be like, yo, I don't know how the hell you feel disenfranchised because you literally could do whatever you want. You could walk these streets all with tiki torches like an army and no one gets hurt. They don't know that. Right. But you like I'm right. seeing that. They're not seeing They think that. anyone can do that. Right. But but we've seen mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter people mm-hmm. pe- peacefully protest and get pepper sprayed and get you know we've seen back in the day they would take fire hoses and hose them down and like Uh, people got hurt people got arrested how many people got arrested in this right the one guy that ran the that killed the woman 
I think maybe they had a couple more people here and there because there was some beat. Like, people, like, there were, like, Rodney King shit happening. Like, people were beating on people. Mm. White men were beating on black bodies. Mm. And, and, And that, to me... And if people can't see the difference between those two, I don't... So if I show you, here's a Black Lives Matter protest, right? And here's this White Lives Matter protest, essentially. Your hands are really close to my boobs. (laughs) Please keep them at a reasonable distance. That's... My hands were nowhere near your boobs. Back to what I was saying. Fine. (laughs) So you have have this Black Lives Matter protest, and you have um, peaceful protests, and you have this white supremacy protest. You're... What our president did was put them on an equal equal playing field and said they both did wrong things. No, mofo. There's bad on many sides. There's nothing. Many sides. There's actually something morally bankrupt in his brain for him to think that those two things are the same thing. And I'm trying to understand their side, but I, I get very frustrated because... I don't know if, and I and I've mentioned this to you a couple of times. So when I mentioned on the on the on the cast, Vice um, Vice did, mm-hmm. Vice on HBO did a documentary. They were there in Charlottesville from like the beginning. They were and they were recording it for Vice. And God, it's it is horrifying to watch this documentary. It's not very long, um, but it is absolutely terrifying to watch this documentary. And I recommend people watching. When you watch that, it is very hard for me to walk on in their shoes because they are they are not seeing the humanity in me. Right. And I'm and I am doing my best to see the humanity in them, but their actions show me otherwise. Yeah. It, it's like we said before, though. It's like if you're not used to equality Mm -hmm. the first time you feel if you're used to privilege of being a white guy who is just seen on the money right uh you are more of the schools more of the museums the positions of power which includes textbooks yeah 44 of the 45 presidents that have ever been in office have looked like you Mm -hmm. um if you're just used to seeing more officers and firefighters and people in positions of authority who look like you, the first time you start to f- experience equality, it's going to feel like oppression. So I was listening to you just say, like, you know, I'm not getting into these schools or I'm not mm-hmm. getting these jobs and people of color are getting these things and I'm becoming invisible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you had a short side of history and you couldn't reflect on what's happening, right? you would think, oh, this is only happening to white people right now. And you could say something of like, well, I understand that oppression was wrong and discrimination was wrong of people of color, but two wrongs don't make a right. You shouldn't do it to me right now. Right. It's like, no, what made you think that you were entitled to that in the first place? Hmm. Like, that was your job to have, your school to have. Hmm. Maybe it, it wasn't. Hmm. Maybe someone else did deserve it more than you. Yeah. Maybe someone else was bringing something of value that that institution wanted. And studies show the more diversity you have, at an institution, the better yeah, you're going to be. the better be. you learn. Oh, yeah. yeah. You put all these people who are from the same area together. Mm-hmm. Going to a state school, I went to state schools, enjoyed it very much. Me too. But I can look at, hey, you brought all these people from Missouri right. to the same place. The diversity is between St. Louis, Kansas City, and Chicago. Yeah. Like, that's the extent of our diversity. Yeah. And while you do have pockets within that, 
87% of my institution was white that I went to college for. Yeah. Uh, it, I work with a lot of people now who are from other countries. Yeah. And other geographic regions of the United States. And it brings so much more bounty to the conversation. So much more rich. It is. I thought it was, in, to the president's point, like I get so let's forget that you know this stuff. If you don't know diversity, you're not exposed to different ways of thinking and different people. Did you hear about the black guy who's befriending people across uh, the KKK? What? Uh, so someone brought this to my attention. I need, need to do more research. Sure. But even on the surface, I can just tell you the premise. Right. And you'll say, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. A black guy. Is he dark-skinned? Um, and, and that's a question I have. It's like, how dark is this guy? Right. Is he, is he like... Safe? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is he in between? Is yeah. He in between? Yeah. So this guy has it's enough... a nice caramel color. Who you knows? Know. I have to look it up. But this guy, essentially, the, even if it's a Paul Bunyan story, like, right. it makes sense. This guy going around instead of protesting KKK members is befriending them mm-hmm. and just saying, "Hey, I just want to actually get to know you and talk to you, and I wouldn't mind being your friend if you'll let me." Hmm. And. He spends more time with them and opens up to them and listens and becomes a person and all this. But he just basically doesn't judge yet? them. He's not dead yet. And so he's got a collection of their hoods of people who have denounced the KKK or given it up. And they've given him their hoods. And he has a collection of these where he's like, the, every hood here represents like a friend mm-hmm. that I made out right. of an enemy. I mean, the problem is people are not understanding other people's stories, right? Like, we are beyond... I am beyond just a brown woman, right? Like, there's... I have layers. I'm an onion. You know, I have have layers to me. I have all of these things. And if you just see me walking across the street, you're just making a passive judgment at me, right? Like, she must be a terrorist. Oh, she's a girl. She must be a slut. She's wearing... you know, Or, like, you know, because she's wearing this low-cut shirt and shorts or whatever. You know, like you're not seeing the humanity in a person and I think and I'm trying like that's the thing if we're not giving each other the opportunity to see each other's humanity then we will have chaos because you just assume you're making a bunch of assumptions so we're all making asses of ourselves Mm -hmm. at the end of the day we're all just trying to make shit up as we go along right but um... but like that's how relationships like platonic romantic beyond or professional, whatever it may be, it's because you know the person beyond just the surface, right? Like, you get to know them more and understand their stories, what makes them tick, you know, what gets them up in the morning, what's their, what are their passions, you know? Those are things that that makes you see someone beyond mm-hmm. what you see in and front of you. I think that's what that guy did, was mm-hmm. say, oh, you feel like you have grievances and problems against people like me. Mm-hmm. Well, what are those grievances and problems? I'm kind right. of interested and then they tell you, like, oh, you know, maybe I can't relate to that, but I really feel for you. Yeah. Like, it seems like that's hard for you. Yeah. And that's, this sort of that thing. That sucks. That sucks. Like, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, oh, and your dog died? Oh, and your wife left you? And, mm-hmm. man, I'm so sorry. Right. You know, I think having someone who's, if you isolate yourself mm-hmm. from difference. Right. The first time someone comes in who's different, you're going to assume that they want something from you. It's or combat- want to It's combative. You. Yeah. It's combative. Totally. But when they, it's like Bruce Lee with his gung fu, mm-hmm. uh, where it was about energy transference. Can so you someone, more to the someone, cast? yeah, Bruce Lee, like many martial artists, has to channel energy 
and their opponent. So your opponent comes at you with aggression. Mm-hmm. Part of you can meet that with aggression, fire meets fire, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a tussle and it starts to get, you know, um, very intense. Mm-hmm. Or you can do simple motions to simple open motions to take that person's energy and transfer it in another direction so right. someone comes at you in a rush you stoop down you make yourself small mm-hmm. and you roll backwards so that their motion right. does meets no resistance from you right. you give in and let them go through you right. over you mm-hmm. hurts you none and transfers their energy onto a hard surface right um same thing with this guy like right. you expect me to just like hate you right but i'm not i'm I'm gonna take what you're giving me and direct it elsewhere yeah and i thought that was that's an interesting story that's awesome i mean i i wish him the best i hope it's real the other thing about this is when we think about white supremacy Mm -hmm. there are a lot of white people across america who are doing a good service to oppressed communities by putting down their privilege for a minute to say I denounce what happened in Charlottesville I don't mm-hmm. agree with it and this is horrible right this is not America right to that I would say this is the most textbook version of what white supremacy is you could pick the, pick this out of a lineup mm-hmm. like the skinhead right who holds the Nazi flag or a Confederate flag and he's got tattoos mm-hmm. and a bald head and he's shouting you know death to jews or whatever blood and soil Mm -hmm. that's easy to do Mm -hmm. but can you spot white supremacy in the everyday Mm -hmm. i think that's the part where people forget that this is not just people wearing hoods if you say white supremacy to anyone Mm -hmm. their mind immediately goes to the kkk KKK, yeah white hoods flames like burning crosses when you say white supremacy that's what people think you mean mm-hmm. that's not what white supremacy is that's... right now white supremacy has become they've taken off their hoods to us who yeah i know what you're saying we yeah. see it that way to uh, yes I, okay but people if unless you're wearing a white hood or you have a nazi flag most people will not see white supremacy mm. for instance don't wear the flag don't have a swastika but have the confederate flag up in your house mm-hmm. or have the confederate flag on your truck right or in your car mm-hmm. someone has this and you think oh you're a white supremacist no no no. i'm just proud of my history and my heritage from the south right your history and heritage is about slavery no my history and my heritage is about being proud of being a southerner right it's it's about our food it's about our culture it's about our music it's about what why can't that just be american like why can't you just have the american flag up and it's also examples of of other things that people don't even think about of that white is just right it makes sense that the number one box office movies are white people on the cover and you're not going to have movies with people of color even are, if the story is about people of color. Even if it's about people of color. So you've got, you know, Tom Cruise is a samurai. Great. And so is Matt Damon. He's a samurai. And, you know, you could have cast someone else for that role, but we want to get people in the seats. And people go to see movies. And apparently Emma Stone is also Asian. Part Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thing. sure. 
<laughs> um, it's it's about little things that happen in society where you can just take for granted that the white way of doing something makes sense. It's it's a given. It's a default. Historically, it's always made sense. Yeah, it's the default. It's yeah. like to be no. I notice this all the time. I when I read stories or I, I hear things, people will talk about a story involving people mm-hmm. and they will sometimes often i find highlight oh is a middle eastern man mm-hmm. or uh, i talked to a black gentleman at the mm-hmm. front mm-hmm. or uh, a young latino woman mm-hmm. but if it's not a person of color they won't talk at all and say it was a white man it was yeah, a white unless woman. it's a person of color saying it right if like, I a, feel like I always say, mm-hmm. like, so I was talking to this white girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. You and I do that. I will do it with anyone. Yeah, I do it with anybody. Anyone. To give you context. But someone else will, uh, if you're white, you'll tell a story. Some of my favorite podcasts, a mm-hmm. lot of white podcasters, mm-hmm. if they tell a story, it will be, uh, yeah, so this, guy, this guy, this guy, and he said this thing, and then he said to this gal, and then she got offended, and right. blah, 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 blah. I have no context for what race they are. But if they tell another story later, it's like... This guy was talking to this other guy, a black guy. He was talking to a black guy and the blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, why did we need to know that? Or, uh, Because the, the default will always be white. The def- you can assume I mean white if I don't say otherwise. Right. I, if I hand you a dollar bill or any kind of cash, you can assume that there is a white person on that. You can assume that a CEO is white. Yeah. You can, and a man. And a man. You can assume that a coach or a president or a senator or someone is white right because that's usually what it is if it's a good school and a good neighborhood it's you can assume white it's white yeah if you can assume that it's a really um bustling law firm or ad agency or um the police you know in this area are really good you can assume it's probably predominantly white mm-hmm. it's good is the default language of white and so, I mean, I get, I get why people were able to spot Charlottesville as a problem, but what they don't see is all the many days that people of color like us see it yeah. in the everyday. So when Anthony Scaramucci comes oh back God. on the scene, are you serious? He is so he is so back. He has been he's doing his fifteen minutes. He's right, giving right. all he's, his he's, money. He's, uh... Stephen Colbert called him up enough times. We're like, come on, can you come on the show? So Scaramucci came on it. Stephen Colbert. He came on some when other. When did this happen? Like this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he came on. It was really cute. Like he brought a. He, they had a. I'm sure he didn't bring it to Stephen, but they made a gag gift mm-hmm. for him to give to Stephen, mm-hmm. and it's a knife with Stephen Colbert written on it. Oh, nice. And he's like, "This is the knife that they thought I was gonna front stab Stephen <laughs> for all the jokes," and uh, it's hermetically sealed in the case and yeah. all that. Um, but he was saying like. What the president did as far as his communication was too soft. I thought he should have come out way stronger and denounced white supremacy, nationalism. What? Uh, th- Mooch said this? Mooch said this. He's like, what I... And they asked him, what did you... Did you notice any sense of white supremacy or uh, feelings of nationalism in the White House? He's like, no. I did not gather that. I didn't have a problem or... Th- problem with or think that they supported white nationalists what i had a problem with was the continued tolerance of it this is what anthony scaramucci said what right so think about that smooch 
Mooch who like doesn't give a fuck because I'm not here to suck my own cock like Steve right. Bannon. Right. Who looks terrible, by the way. Oh, you're just noticing this today? No, no, no. He, like, I don't know if you've seen the, mo- like, there's someone, I think it was uh, Deezus actually posted this from yeah. Deezus and Mero. Yeah. But he looks like the, like, the second to last Horcrux of, of Voldemort. Like, yeah, that's sure. Not, like, he looks like, he's, like, bleeding <laughs> from, <laughs> like, bleeding from, like, like, like we found the second to last Horcrux and we ki- we crush it. He looks like Voldemort <laughs> right now. It looks really bad. I told, uh, I told you, I thought he looked like, uh... He never looked great, but he looks not uh, great. That's a literary reference. He looks like the Dorian Gray <laughs> portrait. Oh, yeah, back to the Dorian Gray Soaking up all the bad energy. (laughs) Okay, Um, but back to what you were saying, Mooch. But but Mooch, think about this. Mooch is very clearly stating, look, this episode in Charlottesville lacks compassion, and our president tolerates this. He doesn't come out and oppose this. He needs to. Like, this is coming from a guy who actively went to fire people and vocalized it and just basically pillaged the white house right. of all these these people he didn't want around but like that's a guy who lacks compassion and he worked for two on well, one maybe two hedge funds right he's not working in a sector that is devoid of white people right there are white men around him all the time right he is knee deep in white supremacy every day right and watches money move right between white hands and so all of that and the the lack of people of color, um, the concentration of power, wealth, and influence, all of that stuff speaks to white supremacy, and he can't see that. Mm. That's not something he... He can call out what happened in Charlottesville like a three-year-old could. It's bad. People got hurt. There are flags symbolizing hate. Um, The speech is divisive Mm -hmm. and toxic. But when you're at the water cooler talking about oh yeah I saw this movie that I really like or talking about Hamilton Mm -hmm. and you say oh yeah I went to go see Hamilton I didn't like it Mm. like it wasn't I didn't like the music I thought it was a little flat and you know the story I just thought this isn't for me but the King's part I really loved the King's part he was great he was wonderful. I thought he was so amazing, and he just traipsed about the stage. And he, he was just so genuine and charming and charismatic. But Hamilton himself, eh, you know, uh, the character played by, was it David Diggs? Da- David Diggs? David Diggs? Yeah, he was all my, right. My other boo. He was okay. You know, when you say things like, this whole masterpiece. By the way, I'm t- like dying because I'm just like, that's so terrible. <laughs> I thought you were going to rip your lip off for I, I a second. Was, I was like ripping my lip. I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. <laughs> there are people who talk about works of art done by people. Uh, uh, it took seven years to put together a quality show that is right. amazingly creative and innovative. Right. And the part And got flack when they said we want people of color to audition for. Right. Uh, or you can't see the white supremacy when people are doing. Uh, a Fantastic Four movie, mm-hmm. and oh, we're gonna make this fictional character black, right? And people flip Wait, their shit. No, this is four and white also, people. Michael B. Jordan is really hot, so I don't understand. Do you remember when you first we first talked about that? Yeah, you were like, you see this news article where people are flipping their shit that yeah. Michael B. Jordan is gonna be the flame yeah. or the torch or whatever, right. and I was like, I have a problem with that too. And you were like, Alex, don't do this. <laughs> I'm about what to defriend it? you. And I life. said, I said I have a problem with it. And you're like, 
I don't think there's any problem with a black guy being in this role because mm-hmm. it's a fictional character right. and it doesn't matter whatever. Right. And I was like, oh no, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the fact that of the four, why does it have to be the one who's on fire? <laughs> like, what? That was my issue. That's, yeah, I, I like, remember you saying of that. Of all the lynchings <laughs> and hate that have occurred through history, why does he have to light on fire? I just, it, part of me is not okay with that. But then I was like, if he becomes the thing, the the, the, the monstrous yeah, like rock the, thing, yeah. then he turns into this rock monster thing, right. and he never gets and to see his color. you don't want to be the guy then who's like stretchy and long. And stretchy and long. <laughs> well, then that's the lead, and I think to put a black guy in that lead... Would, who has the love interest too? Who has the love interest? The Alba. Oh love yeah, interest. no this this whole country would have been on fire, right? Um, so they were playing it safe economically, which right. I don't agree with, but like <laughs> that's I understand why you made that decision. But anyway, it's it's to say like when people flip out about a fictional character becoming black, or Megyn Kelly when she was on Fox News saying like, okay. We're going to be talking about this controversy of a black Santa at a mall. But hey, for the kids listening at home, I just want to show you Santa's white. The fact that that's white supremacy. That is also white supremacy. It's so interesting because she's now on NBC. It's so interesting to see how different she is on NBC. Um, But whatever. That is what it is. But it's the idea that supremacy is not people walking with flags and denouncing Jews and people of color. It's, it's walking around thinking you're the inferior, the more... Superior. Superior, sorry. Superior um, race. Supremacy from superior. It mm-hmm. makes it so that you feel like you are automatically right, entitled, and, and deserving of anything good that comes your way. And if something goes wrong, then it's someone else's fault. So, anyway. of that. Oh, and I just want to make one point mm-hmm. that about freaking... 45, when asked about the statue, made a very good point that a lot of people latched on to. And I thought it was worth mentioning where he said, Robert E. Lee had slaves and defended right. the Confederacy. Right. Did George Washington have slaves? Yeah, but he also freed his slaves. He did free his slaves, but he also participated in the machine that was slavery. Yeah. And so he's like, are we going to get rid of the, um, are we going to get rid of those? Yeah. Slaves, or that that history the, those, of Washington. Yeah. Are we going to get rid of Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson? Are we going to get rid of those? He, and it was he like, loved he loved him some black women. It was some good points, <laughs> and people were like, "Yeah, this is inconsistent. This is like anti-South, even though the Northerners also did the same thing. It's a double standard." Mm-hmm. To that, I would say, uh, I thought about that, and I was like, "But I'm pretty sure." We all used black bot. We, the nation, used black bodies in building infrastructure. Right. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were part of building infrastructure. Wasn't Robert E. Lee trying to Dismantle. destroy the Union? Yeah. Wasn't he trying to? But that's because you you learned it from a Northerner's perspective. Right. Of course. So and that's true. Too. So basically, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. So I'm, I'm you're, dumb. You're dumb. And Wikipedia is written by the Northern. You know what? Everything is written by Jews. Everything's written by the Jews. <laughs> so uh, I mean, to sum up everything about Charlottesville, I feel, and you, I mean, I feel like I'm still trying to get in the shoes of the white nationalists, and to in such a scary way, to a point where I can start to read how they feel and respond with compassion, kindness, empathy, and patience mm-hmm. to get, because the whole telling them 
you're stupid, you're backwards, you're simple-minded, you're yeah. you're ignorant. We're no it's, better than them saying it to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. We're no better than like better than like the early settlers who thought. Yeah. You know, we're no no better. Yeah, I'm not. That's not going to get anyone anywhere. So yeah. I'm just going to start taking a different approach. I mean, what are you going to do different? Is this going to prompt you to do anything like uh, in your mindset or your approach or how you talk with people about this issue? I, you know, we're in a bubble so that we're, so we are, I think a lot of people that we are around agree with us as far as, um, how we feel about this whole situation. Um, and so I'm coming from a place of taking a breath when I need it because it is too much for me right now. Yeah. And I think I just need to, I just need to like, listen to my body, like, when I can't listen to CNN anymore because I see a bunch of talking heads, they're all people of color, and two of the four people are, are who are black and you know support the comments and things like it's like it's like a visceral reaction. Like I can't listen to the news anymore because it is it is um, not good for my body. It's as simple as I can say. It's like not good for my heart, you know. And so I'm at a place where I'm like I just need to take moments of like. Like listen to my body and pause, both physically and emotionally and mentally. Pause and um, just remind myself to continue to deeply listen to things when I hear, th- when I have, mm. when I have space to hear it, to hear it. Because um, listening to listening to the to vice to the vice documentary, I it was it was really heavy, but it's one of those documentaries I'll probably li- like watch again mm. and again just because there was so much in it. And because um, when I first watched it, it was just emotional because it, it was yeah. just so scary. And it was hard for me to see the humanity in them. Yeah. Maybe if I take a minute, then go back. Maybe I can maybe I can look at it differently. Having this conversation is good. You know, like there's people that I've been talking to and things that have like helped with kind of processing all of it. But I think at the end of the day, I can't be afraid to go to a protest. I can't be afraid. Oh, yeah, sure. I can't be afraid. Like, you know, I'm a person who believes in prayer to pray for this country. I, you know, I'm not, I can't be afraid to, um, I can't be afraid. I shouldn't stop caring. Mm-hmm. I can't give up. I think that's where I'm at. Cause I'm, there were moments this week that I've been like, Oh, F all of this. Yeah. Like this is not worth it. I'm so tired, you know? Oh yeah. Same. Um, and then there's been other moments where I'm just like, no, this is, this is important. I need mm-hmm. to pay attention. I need to pay attention and I can't. So like, so mm-hmm. I just need to take, like, I, I feel like, and that's and, and a lot of people I've talked to are, have, are feeling that same way. And if you are like those people and yourself who are being mindful of this and watching this mm-hmm. and involved in this, it's hard for you to take it, uh, just at face value. Yeah. It's hard for you not to want to do something or be conscious of it. So to loop back to what we were saying just before this, the people like Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. who are being ostracized, ostracized, mm-hmm. put out there for dead right. um, from a public who says, why doesn't he stand for a country that's so great? Right. Why can't he accept that he's in one of the greatest countries in the world and we're the best. We're number one. Right. We are the beacon of hope and he's ungrateful, good for nothing, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Right. And his issue is there's a line and a threshold that he can't cross. Mm-hmm. I can acknowledge that. Yes, I have freedoms to protest. Mm-hmm. That's what's great about this country is I have the right to do this protest. Yep. But I'm going to peacefully say that what we are 
what is still happening on the front of what you see in Charlottesville exists more prominently than what people realize. Yeah. And if you're sleeping, if you're asleep as an American dreamer like so many of us are, mm-hmm. where you're not aware of these trends, you're not aware of the violence, you're not aware of the passive aggressiveness that exists, you're willing to take it and say, I just want to watch football on Sunday. Right. Why does he have to disturb me with politics? Right. I'm not watching Keep C-SPAN. It. Right. I'm watching football. Which, C-SPAN's awesome. You're the only person I know. <laughs> and so, if that's what you want in a superstar, right? he's not going to give you that. Mm-hmm. That's why he's not playing football right now. And if you don't like Colin Kaepernick because of his awareness of what's going on And right it makes now, you feel a little uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, then you need to wake up. Yeah. I think that's the best place to end it, buddy. Let's do it. You ended it quite lovely. All right. All right. Let's get into the next section. All right, folks. Here we go. Getting into our dribbling section. Alex, give us a give us a jersey update. This week, and as the jerseys turn, as the jerseys um, turn, we have. Uh, you probably saw the new. Uniforms for the Cavs? I did. What do you think? It's cool. Yeah. I yeah. It's become I mean, it's it's more the the Cavs jerseys as of late have been more classic. It's just simple. Speaking of the Cavs jerseys. Oh, he's wearing it. Whoa! There's a picture real time. Real I am time. reacting to LeBron James wearing the new Cavs jerseys. I'll say this. I don't mind it on LeBron, but LeBron makes every jersey look official. Yeah, it looks good on him. It does, and Cleveland is prominent on the chest. The number 23 is there. I'm not crazy about the font um, and the incorporation of black into Mm -hmm. it. Throw, it's it's almost too much. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's almost, the classic like maroon and gold. Yeah. Fine. But then you bring in the black, and you're probably going to have some white. They have a white version of this. That's mm-hmm. four colors. That's too much. There's too many things so, happening. So, anyway, um, I th- it's okay. What I am more interested in is that, yes, the swoosh is on everything. But so is Goodyear. And Goodyear. <laughs> Goodyear patches. I was very... But didn't you think they were going to look worse? Didn't you think... I did think they were going to look worse. That's not For, bad. Like, if you don't know Goodyear, you mm-hmm. just... Like, I was just like, oh, it's like a Nike Air. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, I, that's, you could go there, but because I know Goodyear, I'm just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It's there, though. And, and the only team not wearing the Nike swoosh is the Charlotte Hornets because they will have the Jordan brand logo on them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of you know, Michael the team. Jordan. Yeah, sure. So, Yo, did you see Boston's? No. What are you, what are you reacting to right now? The GE. Yeah, the GE patch is what they have. They have the the four leaf clover or three leaf clover. Is that three? Is that three or four leaves? The clover on the on the waistband. That's three. Is this supposed to be four leaves? No, it's not a lucky clover. It's just an a Irish clo- clover. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So they have the clover on the ba- on the waistband, the the NBA classic symbol mm-hmm. the nike swoosh on on the that was that's on the right side the nike swoosh of, is on the left side of the shorts and then the nike swoosh is on the right side of the jersey of the actual mm-hmm. jersey and then the ge is kind of prominently placed ge general electric yeah general electric yeah. Um, icon is placed on the left i mean yeah it's i mean i just saw it because i haven't seen their 
yeah. her stuff yet. But anyway, it's not bad. I don't. It's not lo- bad. I still don't love it though. I still think it would look nicer without it because the. Well, next, sure. Yeah, but that's sure. Just me. But I think the incorporation of it, in a way, you know where it looks tacky on. Well, I'll say soccer jerseys. I see it a lot. Yeah. Where you put corporate branding on soccer jerseys, they don't change the colors to match the jersey. Yeah, they put it exactly. Well, this at least, yeah. The they NBA match it. color coordinates it. So it doesn't look as bad. You're right. So it doesn't look as bad. Yeah. I, that's what really helps out. Any other jersey updates? Yeah. So Phoenix Suns changed theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Why? The Phoenix Suns, you had like. You just got new jerseys two I know. years ago. It, uh, and now it's. And the thing about your jerseys two years ago was it played on that diagonal slash of the sun right. in the classic 90s jersey. Yeah, right? that's what I would think of. I People, think of Charles Barkley. That wearing, was the intention. Yeah. They just changed it again to do something more center-weighted and classic, whatever. And then similarly, the Timberwolves went with a very clean, uh, sharp edge look. Mm. They went much more uh, graphic design, Helvetica font, almost simple. And it's... Uh, it's almost too simple for something that's like a wolf northern the Timberwolves. pack kind of thing. Yeah, they just went very clean and smooth with their look. And so someone posted on Instagram recently comparing 90s jerseys with all the color and flair and differences of, of visuals mm-hmm. to what's happening right now. And they said, when did this become better than this? And I was like, okay, you know, difference of opinion. Right. It's a stylistic. What's thing. happening right now looks clean, but it, it is very uniform. There's mm. no one who's taken a lot of risks with their jerseys. So, I mean, that's what I noticed so far recently. But I did also mm-hmm. think about uh, who had a new... Oh, the Wolves. The Timberwolves mm-hmm. logo. Yeah, they changed it to the... The Wolf Howling. The Wolf Howling. With the circle around it. Yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves. With... You know, the numbers or the letters Minnesota Timberwolves running around it. all around that circle. And I was like, wait, I think we left out another team when we went on that that rant about how With it like looks like Nets. every yeah. other. Yeah. It was the, the Nets, Nets, the Hawks, the Hawks, the Toronto Raptors, yep. the Washington Wizards. Shoot, I forgot about the Washington yeah, Wizards. I forgot about the Washington Wizards too. The Boston Celtics. Yes. The Indiana Pacers now have a new oh, one. Oh, that's right. Also, same thing. The uh, Chicago Bulls. If you even attempt, don't I swear, do it. You will have don't a revolt in in the, in, the, in Chicago. The Detroit Pistons. Yeah, that's right. The Ma- Milwaukee Bucks halfway did it, but they let the buck like come, come through out. the top. Yeah. So we won't count that. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's another. I feel like this is just happening all the time. Now, to the point where they all have circle. Are they all logos. just trying to the like De- the Denver uh, Nuggets, Nuggets have a circle logo or a variation of it? Team logos twenty seventeen. Yeah. What is what does the internet tell me? Ugh. So, yeah, the seventy sixers. Oh, seventy sixers! I forgot about them. Yeah. Wash. I forgot about the Washington Wizards. And I can't believe that. I mean, do they all just want to have, like, icons on Instagram and they just want it to fit in or something? I guess that's what's happening. <laughs> I, I'm so confused. Like, when Minnesota did that, I was like, don't don't you want to be different? I guess not. Are we all going to do this now? That's, I don't know. I, I think that's what's happening. So, that that's the plan. So, anyway, that's what I noticed. A lot of, uh, a lot of symmetry 
and uniform uniform uniforms happen across. Well, the Celtics are, are also kind of uh, different because the of the leprechaun the leprechaun comes out of the circle, so that's so doesn't technically count. Yeah, I guess. Anywho, what else is going on? Other things happening in the NBA. Uh, let's talk about how Kevin Durant hates India. So my one of my nephews went to India for the first time. In, like he's been there before, but like it was his first time that he'll actually remember because he's a little bit older. And he was so excited because he was going to be in Mumbai, or was it New Delhi? It was going to be in Mumbai the same time Kevin Durant was. So he was really excited to possibly see Kevin Durant. I don't think he did. This was Kevin Durant's first time in India. Yeah, Which yeah. Is... So why does Kevin Durant hate India? What's going on? So. He went what there, did he do? <laughs> he went there for a basketball camp. Yeah, it was his basketball camp. I do know that. He was helping people out, learning the skills, and uh, just promoting his brand. Mm-hmm. And people asked him what he thought. And he said, you know, it's uh, about 20 years behind. Yep. And people reacted. Wait, Not well wait, to that. Wait, did you just say India's like. 20 years behind. You're just saying they're really out of step with mm-hmm. where you are i mean you're expressing a lot of american uh superiority mm-hmm. it seems like uh and he said he heard the backlash and responded on twitter yes he did <laughs> and said i'm sorry if my words got twisted do you want me to actually read the statement yeah because he mentioned it sounds contradictory yeah it doesn't sound great so um, his comments, I think, his exact uh, thing, what he said, it was taken out, essentially that it was taken out of context of what he said. He stated, oh my gosh, why is, sorry that my comments about India were taken out of context. I'm grateful for the time I've got to spend there, and I'm really pissed about how my comments came off. That's my fault. Should have worded, worded uh, that better. I spoke about the difference between my imagination and, and reality there in Delhi, and about where the game is compared to the rest of the world. Then the emoji of like the the shrug mm-hmm. emoji, the shrug hands up in the air emoji. No, and then that's a period. No offense from this side. I'm coming back there. Uh, I'm coming back out there for more camps and cool shit. Sorry. Dot dot dot. I'm more offended that he included shit in that <laughs> tweet. Camps and cool shit. Right. But it's cool shit, not yeah. not just no, shit. Just, yeah, it would be a curse word if it was just shit. Yeah. But cool shit, that's a compliment. Yeah. But, I mean, in, in that, are you hearing him say, I was not, Delhi was not what I expected it to be, and the game, I was talking about the game. I heard him say, I... The reality of Delhi, mm-hmm. the reality there in Delhi, and about where the game is compared to the rest of the world. So I, what I heard was, yeah. Delhi was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means, I can read in between the lines. It's Delhi. You, you know, there are yeah, there are things there that maybe you're not used to in your cushy American life. Uh-huh. Um, and where the game is at, um, I can, like, if kuch kuch hota hai is anything to. Um, have you seen Kuch Kuch Hothe? No. Okay, that is a classic Shah Rukh Khan, Kajol, and Rodney McCurgy movie that you need to see. Nice. So, so I just want to say you need to see that. I will go see it uh, if it's on the Netflix account it's that you not. shared with me. <laughs> that, okay. It's not. Uh, I'll go see if I can pirate that. I did not say that. Um, Please don't go find his IP address <laughs> and figure out where. <laughs> anyway, um, so 
in Kushkatrate, they're playing basketball and they're double dribbling and it's terrible and it's horrible. Mind you, Kushkatrate is from like the 90s. So like... Everyone was bad at dribbling in the 90s. Sure. <laughs> John Starks, I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, that, that was too shots, soon. Shots fired. <laughs> too soon, too soon still. <laughs> right across the bow. Um, so, I mean, I think India is really known for like for cricket, obviously, um, because that's a big part of the country's yeah sports world um and kids in india really love soccer like the rest of the world mm-hmm. um or f- as they know football um right. real football not bullshit american football um that i don't want to even talk about anymore <laughs> but um yeah. so I, I mean basketball is not something that people like play right. you know it's not, you know they it wasn't have... very popular when i was there i no. was surprised where's the paved roads to have basketball courts? Well, Delhi and Mumbai have a lot of paved roads. Well, yes, they do now. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, where my parents grew up. Like, it was, like, dirt roads everywhere. I found one basketball court out in uh, Patna. Uh Uh-huh. In the east of India. It was out in the fields. Mm -hmm. And they had just basically made this dirt. Like, uh, tarp. Yeah. 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 I was like... It's not that hard to make a court. It's just not a popular sport compared to cricket and soccer. It's not. I mean, the way that the NBA has invested money and time in China, and when we think about like foreign basketball teams and things like Mm -hmm. that, it's non-existent in India that I that I know of. So like, so to expect the game of the kids that are in your basketball camp to have the skill of, right, like the camps that you have in China and in other countries. Come on, Kevin. Yeah, well, it was a it was a it's, it was not a great use of words. his his statement though of the reality of Delhi and the game. Yeah. Oh, the reality of Delhi was, was not what I thought, and the game something whatever. What yeah. did he say? He said the sorry, reality just, of Delhi. I just, the I spoke about the difference between my imagination uh-huh. and the reality there in Delhi, and about where the game is compared to the rest of the world. Okay, what I heard. Was him not be taken out of context? <laughs> Isn't that what you were saying in the first place? I mean, maybe you're putting more emphasis on the game right. as it relates to the rest of the world. You're saying like their game was whack, right? But really, you're also saying my imagination of what I thought Delhi was going to be versus what it was. I you think a bunch of but that wasn't what I was. And... But that wasn't what I was talking about when I said twenty years behind. Right. I was talking about the game, and they're just not really good at dribbling. It's yeah. like okay, no, no one took you out of context, and it's okay for you to acknowledge that and say like, hey, look, you might be offended by what I said, but based on what I'm used to seeing in the United right. States in terms of what poverty looks like, infrastructure looks like, in yeah, terms of how systems get done, the systems in Delhi are different. Yeah, and uh, you could have just said like. Yeah, I was taken aback and I had some culture shock. Yeah. But I, you know, to be fair though, if you go to India for the first time and you're what, 27, 28 mm-hmm. or something, and you're not used to traveling around that, and you're a marquee celebrity. Right. You are tall. You're tall and you're, people you're a black see tall you. man. <laughs> Seven feet tall. My God, man. They, there's not a train that fits you. So, yeah. No, I can't even imagine an Indian train fitting It's them. okay for you to have shock and be surprised totally. and caught off guard. And there's nothing wrong with saying, like, that was new to me. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it. It was really interesting. And I learned a lot. And maybe I'll go back. 
but I really appreciated the time that I was there. It, mm-hmm. it was very different. Yeah. That was some PR coaching that could have done that could have yeah. been better. But he also did some other really cool things, though. He did, though, because when they asked him, hey, you ready to go to the White House? You he just said, won the hey, championship. No. <laughs> he was like, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> to this White House? No. I'm not. Kevin Durant said he is not going to take a trip to the White House to celebrate the championship with the Golden State Warriors, as is customary for championship teams. To go. To go to the White House. Yep. Be graced by the president and right. their their officials. And they will, the team usually gives the president some kind of a jersey. With the number, with their number. So it would be like 45. 45. Mm -hmm. And uh, the president's name on the back. And it's a photo op and they make some jokes and Mm -hmm. it's like congratulations on a championship. The president typically says something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kevin Durant said, I'll pass this year. And they asked why. And the typical thing to do would be, you know, when when athletes pass on this, Mm -hmm. Brady didn't go to the White House this year. Do you remember what he said? Or even the year before. Whenever they asked Brady, like, yeah, you didn't go with Obama when he was president. Mm -hmm. He said, I... It sounded like he had a prior engagement. They asked him about Trump. Mm -hmm. And he said, also, I already had something scheduled before that, so I couldn't But he voted for him. He did. But then a lot of people did who were not really supporting him at this point. Uh, That's true. People's feelings change. But when they asked KD... What did Why are say? you not going? Katie said, I don't really support the person who's in that office right now. <laughs> that was so he's just straight like, up. He's just like. Straight up. He's and kind of a, he does he has no filter. He has no, he gives no fucks. He's yeah. like, I'll be back to India to do cool shit. No, I'm not going to the White House because I don't like him. Can, I can't imagine <laughs> any of the Golden State Warriors so or even Steve Kerr, uh-huh. like woke ass Steve Kerr no. going to. No. I don't think the whole, I don't think anyone will go. And they asked Kevin Durant, like, and what about your other teammates? Mm -hmm. And he said, I feel like a lot of my teammates feel the same way I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think they're going. And I would love to hear what 45 says after hearing that this whole, whole team in California, Mm -hmm. you know, liberal left weirdo California. Yeah, fake news. Fake. (laughs) You know what? I didn't want them to come anyway. Yeah. Because... (laughs) I had great plans, and I had another team coming. The Showtime Lakers, Magic, Kareem, do you think, my best friends, they said they were going to come anyway. Do you, think, do you think if the Lakers ever won, do you think LeVar Ball would go? I had a man in my front door, better than Michael Jordan, the best, better than Jordan. I swear, he said it's true, sinking five five-point shots. From other side of the oh, okay. country. And uh, he was amazing. Yeah, no, I think LeVar Ball would definitely go. There's no he's, question. He is he's not a, a media whore. He's, not, he's a me- Thank you. Did you coin that? No. Okay. Media whore indeed. I have not that is that a, That is a common term. Oh, okay. In, when you listen, when you watch, uh, you know, crap TV like <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, okay. I... Completely. Your your no, your reaction was like a, a little kid, like He's man, that was the such best. Because it's so appropriate. If um, they asked him to go to the White House, he would absolutely go. I would love for the Spurs to win the championship, mm-hmm. and someone asked Pop to go to the White House. God, can you and, imagine? And what's going to happen? This is what I imagine would happen. Yeah, what would happen? And I imagine that Pop would be like, "Okay, that's all he's going to say." Like, are you going to go to, or like, are you going to go to the White House to, you know, see President, you know, 45? He's like, yes. 
That's all he's going to say. You thought I was going to say no. No. He's going to say yes. And then he's going to go with the rest of his team and none of them are going to say anything. They're not going to give him a gift. They're just going to stand there and just look at him. Mm-hmm. like No smiles. Just like no smiles. Just like looking at him. And then... No handshakes. No maybe. handshakes. They're not going to touch the dude. They're just going to give him like all these men who are way taller than him just going to be staring him down. Mm-hmm. And then Pop's going to say... I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to say something terrible. No, they're going to light the place on fire. <laughs> like, they, like Pop's going <laughs> to Pop's gonna say, like, look, like, give the signal, and they're just going to ruin shit. <laughs> Everybody just takes out kerosene and matches <laughs> and, and just goes in. They're going to Daenerys Targaryen this stuff. They're going They're going to Game of Thrones this. Game of Thrones oh, that's thing. a Game of Thrones Yes, yeah, a Game of Thrones Okay, reference. cute. <laughs> Tim Duncan shows up just like yeah, just just to show up. I didn't think he played anymore. I don't. <laughs> I just needed... David Robinson comes in. <laughs> yes! George Gervin, all the greats, all just the show greats up. Of, of, They've of, had of, it. They're just like we're here. They're, they're literally pops going to be like shit yes, America will take care of this. <laughs> we got this. We got this. There was a coup at the White House today. This just in. Um, it's reported that uh, Gregory Popovich. Has assumed the role of president of the United States, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And we're what, fine. We're okay with that. We're really okay. The way I, the way he coaches, he would be a fantastic president. I'm He's totally so okay with good. it. <laughs> and yeah, Steve Kerr is already not a fan and has yeah. spoken out about this Absolutely. guy. Yeah. So I don't foresee anyone going because it's against their values. Yep. If I went to the White House and I were on that team, if I had to go, like my my franchise made me. Yeah. I turn. I would turn backwards uh, during the photo shoot, or I take a knee, mm-hmm. pull Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I do something, but I definitely would not be Maybe seen. Maybe fart in, the same. in his face or something. Yeah, I would, like on command. I mean, that's the mature thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and part of me feels like you know you should respect the office and not you know mm-hmm. it, use this as an opportunity to have a conversation with someone who's different than you. But I honestly think this guy does not respond to that. He only responds to people who are. If you criticize, agitate, and uh, insult him, that's what gets a rise out of mm-hmm. him. And so you kind of have to do. And you, if you try to, if you tried to have a conversation with him mm-hmm. to help him understand, right, in a very humble way, to relate, to empathize, it wouldn't take. He doesn't have that bone. He it's, doesn't have that muscle. It's not there. It is atrophied so much that muscle that all of like that empathy muscle that we have in our brain and in our heart. Mm-hmm. It has atrophied so much that it's like not fixable. You're talking to essentially an inanimate object. Yeah. Like it has no feeling. Can't he respond. O- the to only you. feeling he has is narcissism. Yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear or see? The comments he made after the Charlotte Press conference where he just went on a tear about how, you know, the other side, the far left, yeah. was to blame. And, yeah. You know, Robert E. Lee statue shouldn't be taken down, whatever. Did you see off mic when the press conference was over? No. When they asked him, hey, is this terrorism? Are you going to, you know, say something about yeah. the woman who was killed? Yeah. You haven't said Have anything about the woman who was killed. Have you called the mother? Yeah. You know what he, you hear what he said about the winery? No. Oh my God. It's so, it's appalling. He, they just, he goes, you know, Charlotte's, I know a lot about Charlottesville. I'm not even making this up. I'm saying pretty much everything he said. I know a lot about Charlottesville. 
Oh yeah, it's a good place. I know a ton about Charlottesville. Spent good time there. Mr. President, are you? I got a home in Charlottesville. Yeah, I own property in Charlottesville. Yeah, you own a, what property do you own? What do you? Is it the winery? Yeah, it's the winery. Yeah, I own a winery in Charlottesville. Yeah, I have one of the biggest wineries in the country. Actually, I own oh, that. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That was like This is so we're, infuriating. We're trying to talk to you about people who died in a country on fire and you're telling us about the size of the winery you own in that town. Never mind the fact that you have not divested from your businesses. Ugh. But let's get to the fact that you give not two shits about anyone who's not stroking your ego. It's amazing. So the fact that Kevin Durant is like I could go make a political statement by delivering a letter to this man. No, he's a rock. Yeah, he's like, like, it doesn't he's mean granite anything. And his IQ is less than a pencil. So you can <laughs> do nothing. The only thing you can do is put yourself on his calendar to say, hey, we're going to show up today and then not show up. Right, because to just piss him off. I heard, and I don't know if this is true, so don't quote me on it, that like his staffers have to like every couple hours to, like tell him about like a tweet someone said that, that made him... that like lifts him up that's not true he gets a file at the beginning and the end of the day okay and in the file are all of the tweets positive comments and reviews it's not every couple hours it's twice a day so but he still gets a list of things that say you're awesome yeah but you're making it sound like it's intermittent intervals of short messages it's compiled stacks in a briefing does he know how to read um, I'm only asking because like he wants tweet versions of everything. So I mean, just, right? No, you know, I'm can not he sure. read it in an extended period of time? I'm trying to. I'm not sure <laughs> if he's ever read a book. <laughs> I don't think so either. So no. That's, anyway, so Kevin that's Kevin Durant. Durant. Kevin Durant, thank you. But and LeBron also said something similar L-B too. B to the fucking J, and I'm not what? talking about Lyndon Johnson. No, LeBron James. What? A, what he did? You told me about charity this. fundraiser in Cleveland. As, doing as, his, as one does, he does it every year, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, listen, I'm just gonna say it outright. With the platform I have, I feel like it's my responsibility to speak mm. at a time when our country needs it." And I'm snapping for this, yes. We. Here's one thing. You know why Kyrie's leaving? LeBron before he ever does something of leadership always draws attention to the fact that he's the leader. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he always like, with my platform. <laughs> with my leadership, I'm leading this ragtag bunch of people yeah. to a championship because I'm the only one who's been there before. Right. So it's my For like eight times. <laughs> you know, since I'm the best player in the world, I feel like it's my duty to speak on this. But anyway, yeah. it is. So thank back you. To, back to so what he, he said. Says, yeah. He says, uh... At a time like this where our country is in desperate need of healing, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say things that are... Uh, I want to speak to that. Mm-hmm. I want to speak to the healing that we need. What we need right now is love. Mm-hmm. What we need right now is connectedness, and we have to depend on each other to do sure, that. Yeah. It's not about what the so-called president yes, has so-called to say. President it's is. not about... It's about us. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, the NBA is lit. And... uh <laughs> It is just, it, it is makes so good. So hot for the NBA right now. So why are we doing a podcast? Uh, people hear about this podcast and they say like, oh wait, you're doing pop culture and politics and basketball? 
a natural combination, obviously. Yeah, Why us. are you putting these together? And the point is because these stories bleed over so much yeah. in the culture of the NBA. Because you they don't bleed get, over now more than ever. More than ever. You yeah. don't get this in the NHL. Nope. You don't talk about this in the NFL. You don't talk about this in the MLB. People are too shy or scared to speak up on certain things. Maybe the money holds them back. Maybe it's ownership, franchises. I don't know. You know, I also wonder if it's like, and I'm just thinking about it visually. I was just thinking about this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and the NFL... Um, and NHL, they have helmets. They have a lot of things kind of covering their body. Right. So you don't see them, really, a lot of the times. Baseball, you see, I mean, they have, you see their cute butts. And um, mm. at least as a girl, that's what I think about. Fair. Um, and you you maybe see their faces, but it's mostly covered with a hat. Right. Um, but with the NBA, you really see the, the players. Guy. Yeah. You see the entire person. Yep. Um, and in the you're early, exposed. You're incredibly exposed. Like what you say, what you know, like facial expressions, facial expressions, what you don't say, like all of those. Your things. hairstyle that day, mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah. All or of what happening? What is happening to your hair, LeBron? <laughs> you're. Not I right. am the worst. He's come to terms. Anyway, <laughs> has uh, he? Has he come? He to shaved. Terms? He shaved. Did it he? All. He. Well, we'll see. We'll see how far it goes. But he, I also think it's the air of individualism in the NBA. Totally, where, okay, I'm yeah. already out here fully. Like, you can see my skin, except for this jersey singlet even, and even shorts. Even just, like, the whole, like, style of NBA players. Like, mm-hmm. what they have. Because, you know, they have to wear suits or whatever to, before they go. Yeah. Like, the, the, the personal style. that Like, they're bringing their whole self to it. So, mm. I think. So, the, the era of Michael Jordan NBA was very is very different than the current NBA because mm-hmm. there is social media. Everything is like I can see, I can see LeBron DJing very poorly. By the way, um, there's a Snapchat of that. Feel free to and he literally is DJing like a dad. It's really funny. Um, when you're at a club, you need care. to you need to have pop and music, not not like slow jams. Like I'm not here to hear your slow jams anyway. Um, it's Marvin Gaye. No, it wasn't Marvin Gaye. It was Luther something. Vandross. <laughs> I do. Vandross. <laughs> A little Anita. Are you are you really doing this right now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's it. Uh, but yeah, no. So I mean, like, it's just cool to be in a in a in, in part of this league or talking about this league and get excited about watching them because I I can never imagine a Colin Kaepernick issue happening in the NBA. No, you would not. I just won't. Like, they, I just I can't see. And and even even. Um, uh, Shaq said that recently. Like mm-hmm. he's like, this would not happen in the NBA. They asked Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, about it. Who's another woke person? Well, but... they asked him like Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. What about how do you feel about athletes speaking out on political issues? He said, I think it's great that athletes take a stand for things they believe Absolutely. in. That's and for your a commissioner. Tall white man say do that, and that's your commissioner. Roger Goodell, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, seriously. What are you doing? You're 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 getting rapists and and assault. Assaulters, right? Assaulters? Domestic abusers? Des- domestic abusers. Ass- I guess. Sexual assaulters. Rapists. Um, They're just very busy off the field. Yeah. Yeah. Just hitting not things. Doing and, good things. And not doing good Aggression. Things. There's, and that's what's, yeah, so it's so refreshing to hear that from a commissioner all the way down to your star athletes. KD, you know, LeBron James, these guys me- make a lot of money they and don't... do a lot, but they do more off the field, off the court. To help people, right, and I think that's and so does great. the NBA in general, like NBA cares, and mm-hmm. like there's a lot more to it. Yeah, and so these guys, so LeBron and KD, 
go to play a pickup game in Las Vegas. Oh, I think yeah, it's in Las right. Vegas. They flew out to go play a pickup game with Carmelo and some other guys. Who I wonder who those other guys were in the mm-hmm. video. But like some guys are playing basketball with them. But you get to see Carmelo, KD, LeBron James playing on a court together just for fun. Right. To see just just to get some You're not seeing anybody in the NFL do that. You don't you're not seeing MLB players do that. There's this friendship, camaraderie and brotherhood in the NBA where it's not just it's like a fraternity. It's a fraternity, but it's like woke black guys. Mm-hmm. Woke woke is a strong term. These guys are not like PhD mm-hmm. like professors writing about they're this conscious. stuff. They're conscious. They're just conscious athletes. Mm-hmm. So they're out there trying to do good with their platform. And so you get these guys together in a gym. Mm-hmm. They start Having conversations not just about the game. They right. start to, I can assume, because Katie's comments came after talking to game. Carmelo. Yeah. Carmelo and LeBron stood on the stage at the ESPYs yeah. when they opened up with Dwayne Wade and CP3. CP3. Mm-hmm. And they made comments related to the climate of the country. Mm-hmm. KD hasn't really been involved in that mix, but mm-hmm. you start to see KD get empowered from winning a finals MVP, winning a championship, getting mm-hmm. that off his back. And so now he's making more comments. Even Steph has made comments about like sure has. about like the Under Armour. Um, um, more on that later. More on that later. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, he's made comments. Like people are making even like slight sassy comments in, is enough to like provoke. And and if you look at the NBA base, it continues to grow. You know, mm-hmm. and it it continues to grow and look more like America. Sure that, does. That people need to get over a lot of immigrants yeah we just got the job done (laughs) that's y'all but yeah anything else you want to add on the dribbling section before we move on to our dope person of the week Kyrie is still a cavalier that's all as of now who knows we'll see a couple weeks from now we shall see alright let's move on to the next Mm -hmm. alright so it is time for our dope person of the week. It's your turn, bud. Tell me, who's your dope person? Um, Easy choice, Steph Curry. Steph Curry? Wait, you used to, really? And I know that's a shock coming <laughs> from is, me because I'm really not weird. a Steph Curry fan. But You're let's, not. It's time to give credit where it's due. All right, what, and what about... What about Steph? He's grown on me. He's so, grown on you. All right. It is the summer of Steph Curry, and mm-hmm. it's worth noting. There's no one who's been more prominent than him on as an NBA athlete. Sure. So, in the news this week, I don't know if you heard about Charlottesville. That seems to be a thing. We may have spent the past two hours talking about it. <laughs> exactly. So, we, we've, we've done a lot with uh, talking about this around different points. Um of consternation and controversy consternation good word thank you um and but it hits you economically as well and so as a result of the president's inability to speak out against uh the white nationalism a lot of companies Mm -hmm. and uh ceos left the business council that he was putting together yeah yeah several he he had like two or Three, I think, and all, I think two of them. Uh huh. Oh, people were just like, yeah, left or right. They're like, we we can't be attached to this. And mm-hmm. some of the people who did that were Under Armour, mm-hmm. and to which Steph Curry, one of their marquee athletes, yes, reacted on Twitter with praise mm-hmm. and gratitude, job, like finally. thank you yeah. for not being on that. That's right. ridiculous. So that's one of the first times Steph Curry has put himself in a political conversation. He did it very lightly with a tweet, but. 
he's starting to express himself more in different aspects of the the game and letting himself really flourish so he also made his pro golf debut this summer on the web.com tour huh and he did very well. People were really impressed by his performance. Ugh. So he went out there. Why he, is he good at everything? This is getting really frustrating. It pisses me <laughs> off. So this guy is living his best life, and I think it's amazing um, what he's been doing this summer. So I'll just highlight a couple other things about Steph Curry that you may not know. Okay. Um, his real name is Wardell Stephen Curry II, named after his father, Del Curry, mm-hmm. who Wardell Curry, mm-hmm. who was a marquee player in the NBA for many years in the 90s and played for the Charlotte Hornets, yes, amongst others. Yeah. Where was Steph Curry born, do you know? Mm-hmm. This will blow your mind. In, in Charlotte? Nope. Good guess. Akron, <laughs> Ohio. Stop. Whoa. Not only was he born in the same city as LeBron James... His arch nemesis <laughs> and arch. our hero of the story. Um, he was born in the same hospital. Whoa. Not on the same day. Right, obviously. Um, parents were former athletes and. His mom's super hot. He holds. Get in there. <laughs> he holds the, I think his mom's really pretty. Holds the record for most three pointers in a season mm-hmm. in both the NBA and the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Um. His mother finds him each time he commits a certain amount of turnovers. Finds him? Like, finds with him. money? Yes. Damn. I wonder what that fine is. Uh, that's a kind oh. of... I feel like that's the kind of mom I would be, though. <laughs> like, um, I would... If my kid was in a sport. If he commits... Okay. Verbal contract with his mom. She finds him $100 for each turnover he commits after his third each game so after his third turnover a hundred dollars each right so that goes for four turnovers it's a hundred five turnovers two hundred six turnovers three hundred etc right all right that's their policy um he started playing basketball when he was five snakes are his biggest fear i mean snakes suck so that's fine sure he has two daughters he sure does they're my biggest fear um (laughs) that was actually really good his biggest pet peeve <laughs> is when people sneeze without covering their noses oh now i just want to sneeze on him just to piss him off <laughs> yeah we hope you get that close you um, don't know my life i could okay um he once found a wallet with 160 dollars in it and he returned it what a guy when did uh, he do it like yesterday because he, he soft, could, sophomore year sophomore year he found it at the dining hall at davidson college Okay, but his dad was an NBA player, so I'm sure he, I'm didn't, saying, he didn't struggle with money. Fat <laughs> story, whatever, who cares. Um, two, two of his favorite movies, this is the last one, two of his favorite movies are The Princess Diaries and A Walk to Remember, what? which takes us right where we started <laughs> with the whitest movies ever made. Steph Curry, your person of the week on my end. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. A Nicholas Sparks movie is one of his favorites. Okay. That's I mean, that, I mean, and he's he's doing a lot, too, as far as um, he, has, he has a couple foundations and things like that, too. Oh, yeah, he so, does. Thank you. Yeah. So, which is cool that he is doing cool things. So, my dope person of the week is actually not a person. Is that allowed? 
Who cares? It's, I'm gonna break go. the rules. I'm gonna break rules because I make the rules. So maverick. I can break the rules. I'm a maverick. Um, so my dope thing of this week is EA Sports, um, and the reason is because EA Sports is the 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 company that creates um, all of, like the big video games. Um, we're t- like 2K, NBA 2K, mm-hmm. um, FIFA, kind of. So, and they make a lot of money. Um, so they and um, they make a lot of video games. And I didn't grow up playing video games. I always wanted to, but my dad said it was for boys. Um, so that's why I couldn't have it. Dad was uh, a smart man. Right. I don't think his explanation was a good, good or smart move, but um, <laughs> it's for boys. That's why I couldn't have like Mario Kart and stuff. He's like, no, video games are for <laughs> it's boys. For boys. <laughs> um, Gender. But I think he also knew that I have a very addictive personality so that I would have like just always been in front of the video game playing video My games. My game was Double Dragon, but... I See, I don't even know what that is. What is that? I don't know. No worries, anyway, it's for boys. So it's... <laughs> wow. Get out. <laughs> You're... So this podcast is brought to you by Just Bry because <laughs> Alex is gone. Um, so... So 2K18, NBA 2K18 is coming out. NBA Live 18 mm-hmm. is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, they've done, they're doing scans of all of the players uh, multiple times throughout the year and to make sure that they, these players look super realistic. They look like... I saw some previews. Yeah. These people look like they're in that's front them. of you. Yeah. We we can still go more precise. Sure, but it's absolutely. Damn near to the compared point where to they what it was. Like, compared to what oh, it was, yeah. like to what it is, like. And it's again, incredible. I've never played, and I have a couple of friends who are like, "Come over, we'll play it." I'm yeah. just like, uh, I have a feeling that I'll always just it's hang ins- out with you. It's guys. wild. So it's you know, so NBA Live 18 is coming out in September, mm-hmm. and earlier this month, um, it came out that so if NBA Live. 18 usually is only about the NBA, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the NBA Live 18. Sure. But this year, NBA, NBA Live 18... Oh, no. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Go ...is ahead. going to have the WNBA play. Just came back to me. All right. And um, I know you were wondering who, why... I was why like, they why is she choosing... I just heard this. Okay, yes. Um, and yes. I think that's, first of all, super dope to have... Killing that, it. Killing it. And, yeah. and so what's going to happen is that... Uh, the the women's national basketball association and all of the all of the players of its twelve teams will make their video game debut this year, which is kind of cool to let it be pro- probably one of the best like uh, visually like mm-hmm. uh, you know masterminded um, product. Uh, apparently, they're doing scans of everybody. They they they're plan on they're like we scan a fairly high percentage of the players, and we will continue to scan year round. And we'll continue scanning until we get all of the players. Time out. Uh, the WNBA teams are playing against other WNBA teams. Yes. You're not going to be able to play the Monarchs against the Kings. No. Okay. Not that I know of. Not that I can think of. Sure. But even just like what I'm seeing, it, it just looks really cool. And I and I applaud EA Sports for bringing I, what I think needs to be a more forefront of the WNBA. I know the NBA has tried and made efforts to um like nba players are saying like they love watching the wmba they go to wmba games um i think that's important we need allies right it's the in community every, it's the community right and so we need allies to show up and um when if you are the the dominant mm-hmm. group 
you need to be there for the groups that are oftentimes not looked at and, and disenfranchised. So for EA Sports to bring, and I'm sure the NBA and the WNBA worked all of these things out mm. for this to happen. So it just comes back to the fact why I love basketball and why I think it's a you know one of the only sports that has in 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 America that has a women's league. I was just about to say. And so outside of soccer, but like where you at NFL? Yeah. I'm, I was I was a good football player. Were you at saying. MLB? Were you at NHL? Yeah, I mean you have softball, I guess, but even that, but that's no, not baseball. No, but it's not. not it's not the, baseball. No. Um, but yeah, so that's why they are my dope. Great. My dope peoples. I mean, all the people that worked behind that. Yeah, all the folks at EA Sports. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm like down. And with the them. NBA and WNBA for putting all this together. Um, so Skylar Diggins is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. All of them. Cool. <laughs> You're gonna? Are you gonna buy it? I I haven't played a video game in years. Double Dragon probably the last thing. <laughs> and I again, did. I don't know what Double Dragon is. So it's, it's but yeah, like, all of all of the the WNBA players will be there. Great, that was a so. great. That's a really good choice. That is EA Sports. Good EA choice. Sports. It's in the game. You know, we're here. We're versatile here. This uh, this podcast is brought to you by EA Sports. It's in the game. So. <laughs> If you're trying to play video games and also change the world one notion of equality at a time, <laughs> EA Sports, NBA 2K18. Check you're, it out. Your wit, dude. I'm grateful for your wit for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm ready to go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Thanks all for watching. Make sure you check us out like we asked in the beginning of the cast. And, yeah. Uh, We'll see you give, in a couple give weeks. Us, give us a rating. Let us let us know. Yeah. And, and tell your friends. Tell your friends. Basketball season starts uh, before you know it. It'll be here soon in it's October. Just, it's but it also feels like not soon enough. It's you know, The drama <laughs> is killing us. So tune in two weeks from now. We'll see if they're going to the White House or not. We'll, we'll see if Kyrie, Kyrie gets traded. You know. We don't know. We don't know. Porzingis is involved in something. I, we don't it's, know. The world is going bonkers wild so tune in uh let us know and yeah we'll listen uh, listen later yeah catch y'all uh catch y'all in two weeks yeah bye Peace.